0: All right, welcome to another episode of To The Fullest with Jason Froberg. Make sure you subscribe, give us a like, ring the bell, follow us on social media. Today on the podcast, I'm very excited to have my good friend, guitarist Dylan Dice. How you doing, brother?
1: Doing good, man, doing good.
0: Oh, man, it's so good to have you here. Here, wait, wait, wait.
1: put that thing by oh, your yeah. mouth.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's been so long since I've seen you in the flesh, man. I miss yeah. you, buddy. It's been, it's just, uh, you know, we've been chatting it up
1: ever since. Since you walked in the house. It's like a good reunion, man. I exactly. just am so happy to have you here, bro. Yeah, same here. Same here. It's been oh. amazing, man. It's yeah. been way too long. I feel like it's been like, I want to say like, what, two years? I, <laughs> it's been a while, yeah. At least two years, right,
0: with the pandemic and everything like that, man. Yeah. And I stopped mixing music a while back, and yeah, it's just... uh it's great to see you, man. You look fantastic. I love your—I love what
1: you've done with your hair, and you Thank have you. a billion more tattoos than yeah. the last time I saw you. <laughs> no, right. When I remember looking at the camera, I'm like, man, I don't have any room left. It's, you don't. It's it looks gone. great. <laughs> it looks awesome, man. You as well, my brother. You as well, man. I, I think the short hair actually looks really good on you. you dude. I appreciate that. It does. I like it. I
0: like it. You know, the uh, the crazy scruffy beard and the long hair that I had forever. I was great, and I really enjoyed not getting haircuts.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's the only but, good part of it, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but no, I like the short hair thing and the shaved face thing and, uh, you know, doing the corporate stuff, man. It's uh, it's good money, and the clients like it. So exactly. it works out for me. I don't care. I just walk into the, uh, to the uh, hairstylist. I have this great hairstylist, Michi. Love you, Michi. Uh, she just does what she does.
1: I just go make me look good. Yeah. Right <laughs> she's doing she, that. she's on the right track. She knows what she's doing.
0: Yeah. She's
1: <laughs> awesome, man.
0: But uh yeah, so uh so you're doing all kinds of cool stuff right now, right? You're yeah. working with some hip
1: hop artists, mm-hmm. you have a new band. Yeah. Right? Uh Crazy tell me tell
0: me about some of that stuff, man.
1: Yeah, so uh yeah, so the first artists, you know, I've kind of been just being a producer in these last two years, man. I, I literally have worked so hard at just learning pro tools i didn't even know how to use a computer ah. I was straight up just and you know just moron on this stuff and and uh you know so these last two years i've been you know working on that learning pro tools and then uh, i had a really good engineer help me this producer nick a bling give a little shout out to my boy right there but yeah he's you know he he wrote songs from this moment and five finger death punch and you know the guys killer like at producing and and pretty much taught me everything i know you know as far as from from the groundwork because you know i didn't know much i know playing but as far as recording and producing and you know learning how a song's built i mean that just it's it's a whole art in itself you oh know, yeah big time and so you know been uh so i got some really good clients right now and i've got one of them one of the guys is like signed to warner chapel he's a hip-hop artist and you know he's doing good and Making his way up there, he's a, he actually just did a music video with Rick Ross. Oh, cool! Which is r- really crazy. I was like, well, I remember that guy from high school. You know, <laughs> he's he was like the biggest thing back whenever we were kids. You know, so. But yeah, that and then uh, I'm also doing some rock stuff too. So I've got a band called the uh, Mega Point, and that is uh, with a guy from LA. There's a singer His named Sleeve T. He goes by Sleeve T. Rocks on uh, on Twitch and everything. He's got a, actually pretty pretty nice uh, Twitch channel going on. Oh, you yeah? Know? Sleeve T on Twitch? Yeah. I'll look it up. So, yeah, the dude's dude's really talented, man, and uh, he's from L.A. And it's funny because I was watching a documentary. I was telling you earlier, I was watching a documentary about the Omega Point. And then the next day, he, like, hit me up on Instagram. He's like, hey, man, I need a guitar player, you know? And uh, my band's called the Omega Point. I'm like, wow, that's, that's kind of a sign right there. Maybe I should join <laughs> this guy, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, sleeve T, like the letter T? Yeah. Sleeve T. Rocks. Oh,
0: Sleeve T. Rocks. That's yeah. where I was missing it at. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. I got his Twitch up right here. Check out Sleeve T. Rocks' his Twitch. There might be one of the ones that we were doing too. That I think it was one of the last ones. Yeah? Was it like uh, Halloween Madness? I think it was a little bit before that. There's one of them at my studio though that we did and we just did a bunch of request songs because he'll like his his clientele basically on twitch they all want to you know want us to learn punk songs and stuff like that or you know i'll shred to some backing check one of the guys like will be like hey man can you shred to this it's like some video game backing check i'm like yeah this is perfect for me this is my wheelhouse right here that's awesome
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he's got some good stuff going on silent hill for the room I need to play that again. That game was
1: killer. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a big Silent Hill fan. I know, and uh, yeah. As far as games go, it's funny because I just got that uh, the new Guardians of the Galaxy game. Oh, dude, I've been wanting to check that out. Are You liking it? Oh, it's awesome. It's so much better than the Avengers. D- oh yeah. D- uh, disaster that they made. They made an Avengers game, and it's really bad. Like this is really like the total opposite. There's no just loot boxes and stuff like that, and you know. It's it's fun, man. Like all the music's there too, which is awesome. And I'm oh, like, man, cool. they must have had to get a lot of licensing for this. And then yeah. there's a yeah, there's an option in the game where you can actually turn off like turn the music to music that's just like it, but not the same songs. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, this is actually really good for producers. Like, I need to yeah. get more into this. Like, be the guy that does all the songs that are like those songs. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> right? <laughs> One of the ones I was
0: uh, interested in doing uh, is simplistic like covers of Mm -hmm. like really big popular songs yeah uh, but you can uh what's it called you can license the cover for a lot cheaper than you can license the actual song version of it right so people who are making movies that have more of a tight budget they can use your cover version instead of the original version and you can make a little bit of money off of it and they can not have to blow their budget on having some you know
1: yeah it's a super big badass medium, yeah. song but
0: it's still the super <laughs> badass song so yeah it was one of the things i was talking to my brother about doing that just coming in the studio and picking out some big hits and just re-recording them in our own little version and trying to push it and market it
1: oh dude that's awesome we should
0: we should actually do that yeah <laughs> it'd be fun you
1: know, that's a side project then yeah it's <laughs> an easy that. money
0: maker and you're right? right you're playing music and it's not even a lot of like brain power,
1: right? Because like the yeah. song's already written, dude. Easy, easy, easy peasy, right there. It's funny that you mentioned movies because uh, the last thing I don't know if you know Jason Ebbs
0: Yeah, but
1: yeah, like the like I met with him. This was I want to say about a month ago on a movie set. Okay. We, like we both like do like you know kind of acting on the side and so I, see, I i'm like i hear from the casting you know agent she's like yeah you're going to be with this guy Jason he's got dreads and i'm like thinking is that Jason Evans <laughs> and i get there the next day and there he is and i'm like oh dude this is awesome so we're on this movie set and it's it's uh, called the prisoner's daughter okay and uh so the whole day we're hanging out with the lead singer from America the All American Rejects Tyson Ritter oh, cool. yeah so he's the main character in the movie and then Later that day, Kate Beckinsale gets on set because she was one of the main characters. But we had no clue like she was going to be in the scene. Yeah. So she was there. So we're in a we're in a scene with Kate Beckinsale and like Tyson Ritter and all this in this movie. And like actually got to be pretty big extras. And it was it was a killer day, man.
0: Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, I got it up on IMDb right here, Prisoner's Daughter.
1: Yep, that looks cool, man. Yeah. So a lot of that was filmed in Vegas. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of. Other uh, local yokels and that, you know. <laughs> Dude, there's a lot
0: of different actors out here in Vegas, man. Like, it's a pretty eclectic scene. I'm trying to get my uh, my foot in the door with all that stuff, too. I actually just met um, uh, tele- or a movie producer. Yeah. At, I was out shooting and recording this uh, jazz concert for the, uh, uh, what's it called? The Jazz concert community people fuck I can't think of the name whatever there's like a local yeah yeah, the local jazz association (laughs) but uh no um so I was out shooting that and I'm flying my drone over the stage and stuff and she's just like uh I need a drone pilot that's not an idiot you know (laughs) uh she's been having a hard time finding one I guess so yeah I'm trying to get my foot in with her and and some of these other people out there that have been shooting a lot of different movies and I've always wanted to do that, man. Dude, you know, that's, make movies and film, and, like produce and direct and everything like that. And yeah, maybe yeah. act. I like I could act. You know? Dude, <laughs> I, I've I,
1: literally I've got a, this. You know, this is it's called Goldman's and Associates, but you yeah. know, like yeah, just go online and make a profile and everything, and you know, that's like she'll like kind of send you the jobs based on your look and everything like that. You know what I mean? And that's so. Sometimes I'll get I'll get emails and I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely not going to be me, like a lawyer or something like that. You ah. know? It's like no, I don't think I'm going to fit that part I'll fit like a drug addict or a rocker (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) or like like a prisoner Uh, or something like that but not like a like a lawyer or like you know some business guy that's not gonna be me see I could do the (laughs) business guy I got the haircut for it now man you know
0: uh yeah but that just that kind of stuff just seems like fun it seems like a lot of fun to get involved with man dude
1: it's a blast and that's the thing you get paid a little bit too it's fun you know in that sense you know but as far as music goes, man, that's one of the things I love about music is that the challenge is there, you Yeah, know? I mean, it really is. It's hard to make money from music, and it's like, it feels like you're hustling, but once you get in that zone, you know, of just every day, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna make money, I'm gonna do whatever it takes, you know? And that's the way it is. Like, as far as recording and being a session guy, there's a lot of times where I won't even get credit at all from the artist. And, yeah. it, and at first, it, like, really, really, like, messed with me. And I'd be like, man, like, why are they doing this? And then, you know, my friend explained, he's like, listen, it's not like actually something against you. It's really just, you know, the way it kind of works, you get those, you'll get those songwriting points, you know, and stuff like that. But not everybody's going to give you credit. They want it to be their thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and like you start to understand that you're like, hey, you, then you don't take it offense from that anymore. And you're like, okay, I'm not going to take this personal, you know? And I think that's kind of like a good step, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: I know that happens with the, like the pop punk kind of bands a lot, like. They get in the studio and their drummer's okay, and it's good for live touring. But when it get when they're in the studio, it's like the producer has an idea, and he goes, "No, nah, I got this. I got yeah. this drummer who's a beast. And he's gonna knock this out for us and really make it pop." Yep. And then they don't, and they just say that it was the drummer from the band that does it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's like <laughs> you don't want the fans to know that he's not playing drums on his own record. Yep. <laughs> you know, and uh, and it's just yeah, it's just part of the business at this point. You know, it's trying to get the the quality of the product out there yeah. as high as you can.
1: Yeah, or even, you know, programming, too. I know a lot of guys oh, yeah. <laughs> that, like, will get mad because it's like, well, but we live in that time where technology is so good, man. I mean, it's just, you know, as far as recording goes, you don't even need a real amp anymore. I mean, it's just yeah. it's gotten to that point. It's incredible. Now I run mm-hmm. my whole thing in the box. I got this badass drum set behind
0: me, man. We run it through Superior Drummer, and oh, it's yeah. all MIDI time-coded, and I can just, like, you know, I'm not uh, the best drummer in the world by any means, and uh, but I can play the song. and then go back and quantize and and kind of put it in the pocket and then just grab good chunks and loop it and go, there you go, I got the, there's the drum beat for the song. It works perfect, sounds like a professional's playing it, and, uh, you know, I can move on and, like, really have solid, tight drums. And it's all big, badass samples off Superior Drummer that sound great. I know. Uh, yeah, and it's just <laughs> like it's me just in my, my single room right here screwing
1: around at a digital drum set. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah dude, your setup is awesome. I love this, man. It's super comfy, too. Thank just, you. <laughs> all the guitars around, I'm like, oh, man, ah, you got all kind of cool stuff going on. Yeah, I
0: love all my guitars over
1: here. Ah, They're nice, man. I really like that plexiglass Les Paul. What is that? The, uh,
0: that's like, a awesome. yeah, yeah, that's a like Gibson Les Paul, man, or, well, it's supposed to be.
1: Is that from Zito? Uh
0: no, gnarly. I don't think it is, man. I used
1: to think Zito had one of the, one of those back in the day,
0: yeah, <laughs> now I found it at a pawn shop. Oh, it's, it's pretty cool. you want to check it out like yeah,
1: else? that is awesome.
0: <laughs> everyone loves this thing, man <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is oh. so cool, dude, oh my God, it's heavy too. Wow, this thing is super heavy. this is gnarly, yeah, this is yeah.
0: So some of my friends that are, like, more uh, experts on that kind of thing are, like, uh, that's probably not, like, a 100% real Gibson, because I don't think they ever actually made a plexiglass one. It might just be, like, an ESP with a Gibson neck on it or something, but uh, it's my yeah. favorite guitar. I mean, the thing sounds great. Wow. And, yeah, it's just got a, it's got good tone, and, yeah, I mean... That's the one how, I write with,
1: dude. I love how heavy this thing is. That's incredible, though. That is awesome. I'd love to play that. Yeah, man, man I love this. It. Everybody's—it's
0: everybody's favorite
1: guitar. <laughs> I was just like, just sitting here, like eyeing that thing, and like, wow, man, that is—that is super cool. Yeah, that's. Like, uh, you know, I got—I got offered some money for it
0: recently, and I—I really had to take time to consider it because it's like. It was a good offer, and, yeah. uh, but it's like every single person that walks in the studio immediately goes, what the hell's that thing?
1: And I was like, ah, I kind of have to keep it in the studio, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, don't get rid of it. Unless somebody's like, hey, I'll buy that thing for 11 grand or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some crazy lunatic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, a, it was a pretty serious offer. I was like, I could get a Telecaster for that. I've always wanted a Telecaster, but I'm like, yeah, you know, it's not a rare weird looking unique piece like that so
1: exactly yeah yeah you can get a telly any day
0: (laughs) yeah exactly that's what i got a job for so yeah i ended up i ended up deciding to keep the sucker it'll be here forever man and it looks like it i mean it has a dc port on it yeah and so i think there's like lights inside of it or something like that i can't get them to turn i haven't tried very hard but you know i plugged in uh i plugged in a power supply to it and it doesn't turn any lights on but it seems like Some is dangling off the bottom with the DC port know what the hell it's for. But if it lights up, that'd be pretty tight. That is awesome.
1: What Uh, if it does? Yeah, you never know. It could do a lot more. This could be like a Rick and Morty episode. uh It could be a time traveling device. (laughs) Interdimensional.
0: Uh, (laughs) You just have to hit the right notes on it and it opens up the portal.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that shows a trip, man. You you watch that, right? Oh, I love oh, Rick yeah. and Morty. And I have a uh, Mister Poopy Butthole tattooed on oh, my leg. Bro. No way, yeah. Dude. No, that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite shows, man. I, I absolutely love Rick and Morty. I just finished the fifth season uh, on Halloween. Oh man. yeah. Yeah. That last episode.
1: Yeah, Evil Morty strikes back, right? Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, what the hell? And then the portal gun being... He changes the portal gun, right? So they don't... Because Rick wants to quit or whatever. Yeah, like, dude, that is going to be nuts. Like, I want to see where they go with that whole storyline, you know? (laughs) Dude, it's beautiful. The writers on that, like, I love how they
0: really take their job seriously and, like, the lore... And they go back and they watch all the episodes over and over again and make sure they're, like, sticking to their guns and not, uh, you know, getting things mixed up or just writing something for the hell of it. Because it's like super nerds are watching that show. Yeah. And everybody tears it apart, as nerds are to do. I know. <laughs> and, uh, and they really take it seriously. And that's one of my favorite things about it is they, they bring it, man. Oh, yeah. And it's hard for them because they say they're never going to—they don't like to do repeat episodes. They don't like to, like— they like to keep it fresh every time and it's like five mm. seasons of keeping it fresh it's like i know season five was a little rough too because uh there was some really good episodes and there's a few episodes that i was like what the hell's going on here yeah. man you know but uh man they just got their hands full with that thing
1: i know that episode with uh with rick whenever he goes to see his 30 year old self and they kind of <laughs> get rid of morty that was my least favorite one i wasn't too yeah. into that one in the first one too with the Aquaman kind of guy or whatever oh was, yeah yeah that was okay, but uh, my favorite one was the Captain Planet. That was mine, that too. Was, right? That one was so good. When Morty falls in love with her, and I was like, this is awesome. I, like They need to go extend this kind of storyline. This is really cool. That's it right you there.
0: Know? That was my favorite uh, Planetina, right? Yeah. yeah so well done.
1: Total Captain Planet, because we remember yeah. that as kids. Captain Planet oh, yeah. was the, just awesome right like back and then back then they had this guy the guy from Star Trek uh, that everybody knew as the visor guy I remember remember that as kids everybody yeah. wanted to put one of those visors on you would take anything <laughs> you would take like your little sister's uh, hair net and put it out on your face as a visor <laughs> to be that guy Freaking
0: Jordy from yeah, Star Jordy. Trek man <laughs> Yeah. Let's uh what is it? Lamar Burton? Yeah. He's the reading rainbow guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know.
1: And Captain Planet though, right? He was yeah. on Captain Planet as well.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> freaking the uh, no, that's yeah. Freaking Planetina though. What a great episode that shit was. I I loved it so much. And uh the heartbreak at the end of oh, all of God. it was just brutal. <laughs> like they just don't they don't let up, man, on that show. They really crush the characters and
1: bring all this emotional play into into the game into the yeah. episode man <laughs> oh uh, dude. It's so funny. Whenever I first heard about that show, I remember this was a couple years back, and I was in a band. and They were calling me Pickle, Oh. and I was like what? It was one of the singer's girlfriend. He'd be like, she'd be like, Pickle, Pickle, and I was like, Where do you get? You know? And I was like, Okay, Dill Pickle, I get that, you know? And yeah. then she's like, You got to see this this show, Rick and Morty, and it's and she's like, Watch this episode called Pickle Rick, and I was like, Whatever, you know? And then a couple of years like later after that, a, a friend was like, Hey, man, you got to watch this episode, Pickle Rick, and I'm like, All right, whatever, I'll watch it, you know? And that's whenever I was hooked up. To that and I'm like, oh my god, this is just epic. And that uh, that dog, the dog one where they're in the suits oh, and they yeah. have the Doberman. You remember that? Oh yeah. And yeah. then <laughs> that was uh, like watching that episode. I think it was life changing. I was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Whenever just the uh, what's the uh, what's the um the stepdad's name or the jerry yeah jerry where he's just trying to get him to use the bathroom he's like no jerry and then he gets he the the dog gets the outfit and then he's (laughs) like trying to put his head in it (laughs) it's like no jerry
0: oh get a job jerry Uh, (laughs) yeah that (laughs) shit's so funny man i believe that was a spit that ended up being like a spinoff or like they had a comic book based on dog planet or something it was kind of like a they almost took it in another direction and had a second series with the Dog Planet stuff.
1: Oh, my but, God. But, yeah, like,
0: <laughs> they just, they don't know what to do with all their ideas, man. They're fucking wild people.
1: I know, right? Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's nuts. That—that that, It's 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 so funny I was actually thinking of a time with Dirty Paradise too and uh, this is long before Rick and Morty but it's just funny like we were at this place called uh, Frank's Tiki Room I love I mean, Frank's you've been there right before yeah. and speaking of cartoons and this is like a story of Dallas because Dallas is like this crazy maniac, right? Yes, he is. And (laughs) so, anyway, we're at this place, and there's this girl that Dallas is kind of seeing, and you know, he's kind of like working her over a little bit, and she's like kind of working over these other guys or whatever that she had been. You know, she had kind of been, I guess, casinos before, and was like kind of working them over, you know, and 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 so sh- they see her they see her there with dallas they must have been like following this girl and so they're all like jealous of dallas because this girl's just all over him <laughs> and then it's me russ you know and a couple other girls were kind of all you know chilling there gambling next thing i know i look over and i hear like this big commotion i see a just a pile of dudes like a cartoon <laughs> it was like one of those old school just looney tunes cartoons <laughs> on dallas just trying to beat him up but like it's so many guys on top of guys that it was yeah. just like who's hitting Like, what is going on? Right. And so we go over there to help, like, help break it up. I see Ruz over there trying to pull people over. I'm trying to pull guys off. And then the security guard comes up and he's hitting us with a blackjack, right? One of those grandma weapons. And I can't I just can't stop laughing because it doesn't hurt. But it's just like this guy looks like he's jacking off in my face, (laughs) hitting me as hard as he can with his stupid little, you know, leather blackjack that you see in like video games. You know, you never even see that in real life. And this guy's like so anyway, we get kicked out of this bar and like, you know, I remember the last thing like just Dallas is just. Cursing at this guy Or whatever And so I throw a hammer At the At the freaking bar Right And luckily I missed You know And just hit the wall Or whatever Because I I wouldn't probably Be here today I'd probably be You know Prison for manslaughter (laughs) Yeah Throwing hammers (laughs) It was insane man I remember that night You guys were a rowdy bunch Yeah dude it was, uh, you guys were
0: always getting into <laughs> something, man. It was kind of like a point you would make to start, start shit whenever you're playing shows and get <laughs> rowdy. And I just, there's countless times So over many. the bar, yeah, or anytime you guys were playing, it was like, it would turn into a total chaos
1: and the funny thing is is i feel like that was some of the normal times too like there's 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 a time in fremont where we're we're literally like finishing up a set and next thing i, I see this guy that looks really pissed right he's just pissed and you know we're finished finishing the set and i'm i'm going to pack up my gear and next thing i know i see this guy come jump he jumps on stage and punches dallas and just starts <laughs> sucker punching him and we're like what the hell and it was be- apparently because some girl that he was dating yeah she had said you know oh he was you know doing whatever you you know, kind of thing to get the guy all riled up to go like fight him and it worked and the guy got all drunk and like was like assassin. And D- and no doubt he's still with that same girl that like <laughs> at the time like while he's getting like while this guy is coming, he had already fixed it with the girl but she had already done, you know, it was too late for her. She had already set the plan in motion. Yeah. <laughs> And he's still like, little does that guy know. Like being a, you know, Mr. Captain Zavaho is like, well, uh, nope, <laughs> he's back with her.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was always Dallas's mo, man. And The dude is just a monster, man. Yeah, like he's a skinny kind of dude, man. He's not a big guy, but he's he's yeah. a fucking monster. He's always fighting and not and like taking it on the jaw, man. Yeah. Like. He can hold his own like anybody can. He really can, man. He likes it. He <laughs> likes to get in
1: fights. <laughs> I think he does. It's funny. Yeah. I think he gets it from his old man, dude. That guy's <laughs> unbelievable love. fighter. Like, Al. I Al's, love Al. God, that guy's probably, like, the best fighter I've ever met. I mean, he is just, like, he's incredible. Like, he was a bare-knuckle boxer whenever he was a kid. And I everything. didn't know
0: that about Al, yeah. man. He's the sweetest dude in the world too. You would not expect that from Al. Yeah,
1: you wouldn't. You wouldn't not at all. Like, and he's he's taught me so much. Like, I've learned more about fighting from Al, I think, than anybody in, in <laughs> Vegas. Like, he's he'd be like, you yeah, know, this is, this is how you do it, you know. And he has his he's kind of he's kind of has a Mr. Hanky registered. Yeah, know? he does. Hey guys, this is how you guys do it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like Al, you are a pimp, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. Yeah, those boys, man. I miss the Dirty Paradise days. You guys were, yeah. you guys were about to be something, man. I was I really. Uh, that's how it goes, though. That's how it always goes. Dude. It's really hard to keep a band together long enough for it to
1: pop. It's true, and, and I really think some of the best groups too. That, that like kind of happens. Like a lot of the groups I like, same kind of story. They kind of fell apart before it was too soon, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, man, it's like it's kind of meant to be. And you know what? We might we we. We never, like, had, like, the last time we got back together and kind of had some reunion shows, we never had, like, a bad falling out or anything like that. It just kind of was like, hey, you know, I got offered a tour. You know, the other guys were doing stuff. Dallas was doing tours. So it's like, hey, we're, you know, we'll pick this up another time. You know, so who knows? We might be able to get together in the future, do some shows. I mean, it's not, like, a crazy big, But as far as, like, being, you know, how we were and, like, really being serious about it, you know, in that sense, the only thing we didn't get serious about was, like, You know making records stuff like that that real bands need to do we were too busy wanting to be like the best live band and it's just like dude you guys you know we gotta have our shit together you gotta you know you gotta you can't just have premature ejaculation where you come in (laughs) with no cds no shirts you're just like yeah guys we're a band we're gonna take over the world yeah (laughs) no merch you were a fantastic
0: live band that's for sure (laughs) man you were crushing it out on fremont street And they yeah. were, dude, you guys are making good money. I hear too out there. Like oh, it yeah. was fucking awesome for you. Like that was just such a such a huge th- thing going on, man. Not many yeah. people get that opportunity out there. I know that was awesome.
1: Yeah, making money in Fremont is hard especially getting in that slot I know it, like there was bands pissed whenever we took their slot you know like, yeah. they had planned to get that that summer t- thing and we had got it and they're like fuck them you know like <laughs> but it, you know I know it's there's a lot of politics down there but yeah it is hard to get down there and then some people will be like oh you know there'll be certain nights where it'll be like kind of poppy pop bands doing stuff be like, well how they get there it's like well you know what this band worked there they've been working on the main the smaller stage they you know you got to build yourself up like that. It's kind of like that's your audition, and they go by the alcohol sales, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, hey, this is what people like. This is what people want to drink to, you know. <laughs> Whatever it is, and there's there's so many good cover bands out here. That's another thing. Like as far as cover band material goes, there's so many. So with with us, we were actually allowed to do originals, like some originals, which is crazy. Most bands don't down there, you know. Yeah. And that was, I think, that was the, one of the things I was really proud of. It was like, yeah, at least we get to, you know, kind of do our original music too down here. But you know, ah, uh, your originals are great, man. I, I love, love them, such a man. killer band. I love such that such a killer band. It's funny, my girlfriend now she listens to that stuff too every once in a while. But oh really? Hey, put it, you know, and we made it. We made a new song, but uh, it, you know, that's the thing. Like that's all we did. We. we did a new record You know We never did a, a, Like a whole album We never did You know Any music videos Like I wanted And stuff like that And without Dallas Pulling some wacky idea You know what I mean <laughs> just Like him We'd be He's real serious I know We'd be real serious About that And it's like He'll pull out Some wacky idea That's just how he is But I, I yeah. think That's how great singers are And great front men, You know Because he is A great front man Like he oh, really yeah. is One of the best i met. That's a guy That can pull a crowd You know And get them it's crazy. We were in Bakersfield. We were both in different cover bands. We were—I was in a Corn tribute, and he was in a um, System of Down tribute band. Oh yeah, with yeah. With Chris and everything, and you know, it was funny because like he pulled this crowd, man. Like, just got them so amped up, and I was just watching from the crowd. I'm just like, man, he really is a great frontman. He knows how to p- just pull the crowd into. You know, into his world right there, man. Into <laughs> Dallas Williams' world. <laughs>
0: uh, you know, some people just naturally have that ability, man, and he's definitely one of those people. I always yeah. love working with him. He's such a good front man, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But now you're doing uh now you're doing the Omega Point. Yeah. And uh like how's that going, man? You guys have uh an album yeah. that you're putting together or you know, what's going on with it?
1: Yeah, with this, it's uh it's already got a couple songs that were kind of done, you know, before me because the guitar player before me is is uh this guy Max from Fallen in Reverse. And okay. then and then the drummer is actually playing with my chemical romance. So oh, cool. like, that's why we don't have a drummer right now. So hey, if there's any local drummers that are listening right now that uh, that uh, want to come audition, you know. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, and have some fun with us, you know, and yeah, man, like that's all we're looking for right now. But as far as our recording album, we're doing originals too. and I'm writing with you know the singer Steve, and and then we got a bass player Tony Vega, which is he's amazing. Oh, Tony's guitarist. awesome. Yeah, you know him too, yeah. dude. He's incredible guitarist as well. He's he's a just a great dude, you know. So. You know, it's funny I, I just met him I was like man you've been living here for like 10 years and I've never met you like you're cool as hell like what the hell you know yeah it's a it's a, you know
0: it's a big city man and it's just there's so many killer musicians in this town yeah. it's just wild like the uh, the talent pool oh, that I we know. have to draw from insane so right? yeah I'm sure you're gonna find an awesome drummer cause there's just amazing drummers out here man yeah but that's like one of the most crucial parts of a band you know if your drummer sucks your band sucks yeah that's just how it is man like I can't I can't dig it I uh if I if the drummer's like losing the beat or just like really basic I just completely check out when I'm watching a band you know
1: <laughs> Me too yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. There's been time, I know, it's just like you can't get into it especially if somebody's like, you know, soft hitting and that's that's the worst. Yeah. If you're going to be a soft hitter drummer, you know, just literally get triggers and and do do the world a favor. <laughs> You'll be oh, a man. lot happier, band will be a lot happier. <laughs> but at the same time there's some venues that just that can't even handle that, you know what I mean? As at the same time it's kind of like that's a technical thing that could be, you know. But man like it's nuts, man. This The talent pool in this town. It's freaking crazy. Like I've seen some unbelievable musicians, especially just going to jam nights uh, for like the Blue Man Group stuff. Oh yeah. I remember I used to, whenever I first came back, because I had taken like about a year off in California to kind of like get sober and everything. And, you know, I quit drinking and oh, yeah, really? yeah, I have a drink for seven years almost. It's dude,
0: almost congratulations, yeah. man. Yeah.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah. I've smoked pot and done heroin and crack and everything else. But, yeah. you know, what I mean? but not drinking. <laughs> yeah, just not <laughs> no. Uh, no. I,
0: I do. I just celebrated uh, 10 years, man, off the booze, bro. So oh, I'm right dude. there, I'm there Congrats. with
1: you, man. I, <laughs> yeah. There's times where we both don't remember the night, but we know we had fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, I, oh. I remember just seeing you at Vampton you'd be just dude, like straight up, like they would keep you loaded up there.
0: That was one of the reasons I like did that for a living, man. You know, in my early 20s, I was like, this is the best job in the world. I can just get shit-faced all night long and mix bands, and it's like, it's okay. You know, yeah. I gotta, it's like a dream job for a 20-year-old, man. I know. Uh, yeah, I used to walk into uh, different bars, like uh, the Canyon Club especially, man. Uh, I would walk in there, and they would just have... Booze waiting for me. Like, the second I walked in, they're like, oh, it's Jason. They're like, here's a Bloody Mary or, like, a vodka Red Bull. They're like, they know I'm hungover because I was drinking there all night the night before. That's and then it's so awesome. like, here's a cure, bud. You know, like, let's get here's this your party medicine. started.
1: Yeah. They so wouldn't even ask.
0: ask for it. Yeah, man. Oh, it's wild. That's why I had to stop, though, you know? Like, it was... uh It was hard to exist in that world after a while. You're just getting fucked up every night, and everything blurs together. Your memory starts to go, and you just don't even know what the hell's happening. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad I did, though. My life's been so much better since, man. What what triggered you to uh, sober up, man?
1: really it was just my life was a disaster at that time you know I mean I had broken up with my ex at the time we were living together and so I was like hey I, I got to get back home with the parents and kind of regroup you know yeah and so whenever I went back I was like you know what I want to do this the right way I want to actually get sober and you know And get on my feet, you know what I mean, and do it all myself, and you know, not have some girl like helping support me, like I was pretty much my whole life before that. (laughs) You know, typical (laughs) rocker, like, hey man, like, and and it's funny because I would always watch videos on like, like, you know, all my idols that would say, yeah, like, you know, back in those days, girls helped me, and I'm like, back in those days, I'm, hey, I'm doing living it, living proof, you can still do it, but yeah, at the same time, it just, it's kind of like I didn't want to be that guy that's, hey, that's getting help from his girl, like, you know what I mean? I, I wanted to to do it myself so after I got sober I was only there for about a year in California and then moved right back and I was literally like you know what I just I woke up one day I'm like okay I'm good to go I'm ready I'm gonna sleep in my car every day in Vegas until I get you know get where I need to be and literally I stayed at a friend's house for maybe two nights yeah and you know I went on tinder and then got a bunch of girls that I could uh basically (laughs) no no (laughs) I did that too but before I met before I met my woman in case she she watches this but but at the same time yeah like I did that and then I you know I, I had my I had my car and I'm sleeping out of it and doing that kind of thing and then uh you know I just ended up meeting a really badass chick that was that was amazing you know, but at that time I had I got a job, I got all that you know situated, and it's like you know I built everything by myself. You know, kind of like you know, and I had the support of an amazing woman, but not somebody that's just you know giving me a, a freebie kind of thing into yeah party and be a rock star. You know what I mean? <laughs> like before, got it. You know what I mean? And it's just. You know, I, I so I started teaching lessons at Sam Ash. Did that, and then you know, now I've kind of kind of I stopped with the whole lesson business just because I got sick of you. get You really get sick of that after a while. Of course. And and then the fact is, at Sam Ash, I was literally the teacher that all the other teachers would send the hard stuff to. So <laughs> like, I'd have kids come in there they're like, yeah, I want to learn Malmsteen, so I learned that and take me you know whole freaking week and help me get better. Of you know, course. But, but like, and then they started bringing. That's whenever I first heard of Polyphia because I was like. You know, this kid brought in a goat, and he was like, "I want to learn this," and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Is this even possible?" And I was thinking that while I was listening, I was like, "Is this actually possible to play?" And I remember I brought it home, and I was, you know, I was working on it, and I finally learned it. I was like, "Wow, this is insane!" Like, you know, and I started being a a fan of this band because the guy just is writing guitar parts that are so unique and different. It's called Polyphia Yeah, they're like a underground type of. They're they're actually getting bigger now, but they're kind of like an underground like instrumental band. And it's almost like a, like with a little bit of hip-hop influence, but with crazy, like, technical guitar that's, like, clean and not distorted. It's unbelievable. Like, this guy's doing all this shit clean, you know, no distortion, just unreal. And, like, dude, even live, they're they're incredible. But uh, there's also another band called Periphery, too, and that kind of element, but they're more like uh, Ginny, like, uh, what is it? Uh, not Mastodon, but Meshuga. Kind of oh, okay. thing you know what i mean they're the, they're the ones that i think created gent that whole genre right wouldn't you say like is Meshuga back in the day oh yeah Meshuga's awesome and then these guys kind of like added like more clean style vocals on that kind of instrumental stuff like Meshuga type of but as far as polyphia goes yeah man i i can't even think of a band that's like them i mean they're they're so unique you know i'm gonna definitely check them out man that's awesome i wish i could play I know Music on the podcast <laughs> But you know so
0: I'll add uh, um, I'll add the link In the description You can go check out Their website I got it pulled up Right here polyphy.com And Periphery.net I Yeah Down on the thing That's awesome Yeah, I love new music man Especially the uh, Super talented stuff like that Where people are
1: just Blowing your mind Oh yeah This this guy will. Do, his name's Tim Hinson That's the, the guitar player And the guy that like Writes all the stuff In that band And um, man It's it just that guy's got some insane talent. and I saw how he was right. It's crazy how he writes his riffs. He basically uses a keyboard, and he'll write the chords out like that, you know, just with MIDI, and then he learns it. It puts that MIDI into, like, Guitar Pro, and yeah. learns it like that. And I was like, that's genius, dude. I'm going to start doing that, you know? So that's what I've kind of been experimenting with and, like, trying to write riffs on piano. That's what Anthony does. Really? You remember Anthony Gomez? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a super
0: talented guitar player. He does that exact thing. He they, writes it all on the computer and then has to learn how to play it back. And the computer's wow. just blasting
1: him with these crazy yeah.
0: notes. And, yeah, it's pretty impressive.
1: Dude, that's incredible that's exactly that's what I'm like getting into right now as far as writing goes you know because that's the thing like sitting there at the metronome practicing sweet picking and stuff like that I've been doing that you know years like that's like but always been my go-to for discipline because I've got a lot of discipline whenever it comes to practice man I'll sit there uh, and I'll hit the metronome for hours to the point where, you know, my girl, she'll be in the other room, she would be like, damn, you know, you're like, you're still hitting that pattern. And then, but uh, she knows, you know, she's, like, you know, she's always proud of me in that sense. Like, I've always had that discipline. Even whenever I was a fuck-up and, like, <laughs> drunk as fuck, I could still, like, uh, I would, you know, still somewhere put that, like, that time of day to, to put in this work, you know. Not half-ass it, you know what I mean? And it's just, like, I feel like, especially guitar, like, if I don't practice and, do my routine one day. I feel like I start to get rusty. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, bro. Like I, uh, I
0: humiliated myself in front of my, uh, my family up North. I, after COVID started clearing up, I went up to go see him and I hadn't been playing this whole time. I'm still haven't been playing really, man. And, uh, and they were like, yeah, man, uh, your uncle's playing a show, he's just doing like a blues jam, and they invite me up to play, and I was like, yeah, you know, whatever, give me the key, and nah, 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 nah. And it had been like a year and a half since I touched a bass, and it was gone. I was oh, just man. like, "I was like, yeah, I can play fucking anything, you know, like, give me a bass, I'll be fine, and I got up there, and I just lost all of it. And I was so sloppy, and so all over the place, and just like, how does this go again, what the I was just embarrassed as hell Dude I'm In front of my whole family too They're like You sure you know how to play bass? I was like Obviously not anymore <laughs> Not anymore man Just Just turn it down in the mix Yeah <laughs> And the lead singer's like Bass solo And I was like No Oh <laughs> Yeah And it's humiliating So yeah Dude it's for real man If you don't If you don't use it It just disappears man It's just uh, It does I have to start practicing All over again man
1: Yeah and you know what's it, it, the, the funny thing is I feel like when with drums, it doesn't though. Like, I, I know, right? Yeah, with drums, it doesn't because I've known drummers that haven't played in a long time and I've seen them just like pick it up in five seconds. I'm like, dude, like, you can't do that with guitar. You can't, no, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. You're gonna be playing, you're gonna be starting from, you're gonna be trying, like, your brain will think you can do it and then you're like, your fingers are gonna say no. It's like, no, it's that's not that's exactly
0: happening. it, right? <laughs> your fingers are just, your fingers are just goo, yeah, and like, chord progressions are lost. You're like, wait, no, I know how to do this. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but it's like taking too long for my brain to associate the chord progression in time with the song that's going on. And then my fingers to translate it in which yeah. they, they're they having a hell of a time moving. And I was just like, this is a mess. Yeah. It's never happened. Like I've been playing my whole life. I've never dropped the bass for that long and uh right. yeah it was humiliating i was just like yeah i gotta pick it up and start doing my scales again
1: oh my god you know, that's right? yeah and hey learn what are those polyphia songs you'll be you'll be in tip-top shape after that oh i bet man <laughs> <laughs> i think the bass player's name is clay gobbler or goober or something like that some weird last name but the guy is phenomenal too man he does a lot of the finger technique and stuff like that really really killer he, like plays like a six string or eight string whatever some monstrous looking bass yeah <laughs> what do you play are you do four- six string i got
0: the six string, uh, I got the six string fretless right there, my little fire plant. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I, I like the six string basses, man. I do all that Primus stuff, so it's like <laughs> I have to have it to do a lot of those songs.
1: Yeah, you kill that. Uh, oh, re- thank you very much. I remember that Primus tribute band you have was like, the, dude, that was so phenomenal. And everybody that would like see that, they're like, dude, the bass is so <laughs> on point. <laughs> like, you like, literally, like, had those songs perfect. Dude, I've been yeah.
0: practicing that since <laughs> I was a teenager, man. The second I discovered Les Playful, yeah. Like my drummer in one of my old bands, he was just a huge Primus fan, and he's like, "You never heard of this before?" And then immediately, I just lost interest in all things. <laughs> and I got all the Primus albums, and I just started learning all the songs I could, man. And uh, and like that's the only reason I even got a six string bass. And I was just like, "Oh, I can't play these songs without a six string bass." So my only priority in life was to get one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it changed my whole my whole world view on what music was. And I'm still obsessed with it. I love his new band. The, um, really,
1: what's it called? Uh,
0: uh, it's uh, the Claypool Lennon Delirium. Oh
1: yeah, with, with John Sean Lennon, dude. dude. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny because I love the John Lennon son, dude. He's he's super talented. The one, the yeah. one with the, the that kind of looks like John Lennon with the beard and everything, right? Yeah. yeah, that's the guy, dude. I saw him on some late night show. I think it was actually with Les Claypool. I'm sure it was, and it was an incredible song too. Like it was a really good song. I want to see what's the name of the band. Is it? It's
0: the Claypool Lennon Delirium. Is oh, okay. the actual okay. name of the band. Yeah. Maybe
1: that was, or maybe it was his side project before that, or something. Was I that don't new? Know.
0: But yeah, it was. It's just blows my mind uh, what they're doing, man. Like the music is so good. I love everything that Les does, though. But I'm always talking about Les. He's, he, you know, he's the guy for me, man. There's just, you know, everybody's got that person yeah. that clicks with them, and that's for me, that's the one, man. Like, and uh, the Beatles is a huge influence over me as well. So, oh yeah, for them to to merge kind of Primus and the Beatles together like they do, it's just. It's he, just perfect. It's right up my alley.
1: It's crazy. You got to wonder if that guy, like, got some songs from his dad, too. Because, dude, some of the stuff that I was hearing from him was incredible. And I was like, I wonder if this is, like, throwaways from John Lennon or something. You know right. <laughs> Yoko Ono comes with some uh, secret box. She's like, here is all of John Lennon's old throwaway songs. Here you go.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you right? Know? Uh, <laughs> no, the, you know, the Beatles tied into something, uh, like, classic and pure about music i think you know yeah. they were really they There was just something about what they were doing that was so simplistic and just right on the point you know like and i think if you can just tap into that a little bit man it's just that's where all the hits are man that's where all the best parts of music exists man is exactly what the beatles were doing
1: exactly you know yeah. they,
0: they they did some creative stuff and some out there stuff but like a lot of it especially with like paul mccartney man you know
1: he's he just knows where that groove's supposed to sit. Exactly. Yeah. For a left, and he's a left-handed bassist, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Insane. Like, dude, he's the crazy thing to sing and play bass. People don't understand how hard that is. It's a lot harder than singing and playing guitar, right? Like, yeah. I'd, I'd figure like. Well, I mean, you know, it's you got to
0: you got to be able to do both things without thinking about them. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know, like you just have to. For me, it just becomes muscle memory. Like my hands are moving on their own and I am just making sure I'm not missing lyrics, but it's like all the tonality of my voice and where I'm going, you know, the musical quality of the voice and everything, that's all on autopilot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just, if I can't put both of those things you know without thinking about them then it just turns into slop yeah the second you try to come back in and go am i doing it right it's like oh you start stumbling around it's like you just got to find that zen place man and just let it flow and not worry about it you know or you just get inside your own head and then the second you think about what you're doing you're not doing it
1: anymore exactly yep that's dude the same with uh I mean it's with playing guitar and singing too you know what I mean like uh, but as far as for me I'm I'm fucking awful at playing guitar and singing <laughs> I'm just like that's why I would I could never be a singer man it's like uh, playing guitar and singing just doesn't click for me I could play anything in guitar yeah. pretty much with you know as long as I put my mind to it and, and practice but uh, as far as singing and playing oh my god like I'm just a backup guy that's it backup singing and backup vocals it takes me a lot of practice to nail them like I'll yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean and it's so bizarre I can play something super easy in guitar. The minute I introduce vocals and, and into it, it's just like up there. You know what I mean? Unreal, right? You know.
0: Well, yeah, because you can't really do two things at once with your brain. You know, mm-hmm. you can bounce back and forth between the two things, uh, and unless you're not really focusing on either one of them, then you know you're you're trying to do something. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of the you know, that's kind of the hard part about it. You know, for, for me, it uh, it'll happen because of girls, man. There, I, uh, I learned to play uh, some acoustic guitar and sing to, like, uh, woo chicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, you know, there's a girl I liked, and she had some songs she was really into, and I yeah. just, you know, learned how to play them and sing them to her so I could, uh, you know... Get with her when I was a teenager. Yeah, and I was like if it wasn't for that motivation, I never would have put the time in. You know, <laughs>
1: like sex drives all things, man.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: and it's so funny you say that because like I remember whenever I was like I had probably been playing guitar maybe four years. I was about seventeen, and I remember going on like on a date with a girl at the time, and it was like it was like I was actually around Halloween, and. 17 years old and you know it was like our first day or whatever and there's this other guy that we had met you know this is in Hollywood and he was like you know chilling with us I could tell he was like trying to swoop on it and I was like whatever you know go ahead and uh, he had acoustic guitar and remember he was playing and singing yeah. and at the time like and then like I played some like you know technical thing or whatever to try to impress her and I remember at the end of the day she went with that guy and oh, he played yeah. like Wonderwall or something you know <laughs> what I mean something just super cheesy and easy <laughs> uh... and you're just like oh god you know cringe like while he's Singing, but then you're like, hey, it won, you know, it, it it works, and there's a formula for that. That's the reason why, you know, because girls aren't looking at some at a guitar and being like, oh my god, he can play something like super technical Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like that's gonna turn me on. It's like, no, no. <laughs> they're not gonna think that. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna be thinking other things, you know. <laughs> and then the majority <laughs> of people aren't interested in that kind yeah, of stuff, right? <laughs> I know. And it and it's funny, you go to like uh one of these like Animals as Leaders. Have you ever heard oh, of that I band? I love them. Yeah, yeah. The great band. You go to one of their shows you're not going to see that type of this type of groupies are good that's not going to be there it's like the opposite it's like guy groupies you know that are just like oh my god toss (laughs) and see you play that aeolian scale like that
0: Uh, (laughs) yeah like 90% of the audience is just hardcore musicians who are just there to see some amazing stuff done right
1: dude and everybody looks pissed too like it's funny because that crowd is like musicians that are like all the guys that play the technical stuff so they're all just like cross-armed you know what I mean but you know they all like they all have good intentions. They all love the band that they're going to see. Obviously, yeah. they paid money. But it's just like you would go there and you like they all look like they're like forced by like a mug shot. You know what I mean? It's like they mug shot and they're just like forced to be there. But it's like, hey, that's his. That's how te- like technical musicians kind of can act. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Whereas like I feel like I try to be like more like the dime bag type of personality and just like laugh at it. You know, and just be, like have fun. And whenever you're like that, sometimes with the serious guys, they sometimes don't like you. Like, I noticed, yeah. like, like, some of the serious guys would be like, give me these looks. Like, dude, why are you so happy? And like, you uh, gotta be, you gotta be, like, depressed and cool to be a rocker. It's like, no, you know, I think you can, you can do both, man. You know what I mean? Dimebag proved that there's been countless musicians that have, you know, yeah. like, you don't have to be, like, the coolest guy in the room. You can just, you know, have fun with it, man
0: yeah well Indeed. i
1: think that's part of the like the human condition you know, it's like a lot of people
0: are like that it's so much easier to say everything sucks and not put yourself out there emotionally yeah. and like shit all over everything and it's like it's almost like a, a knee-jerk reaction people kind of have to their reality around them man i know it's it blows my mind and i'm i'm guilty of it too i used to be that kind of guy and like it's encouraged almost in circles man to be like uh yeah, doesn't everything suck so much? And you know, everybody piles on on how everybody's, you know, everything's just terrible and shit all over the world. And yeah, and it's like, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I it, it's it's kind of a, a bummer, man, to be around. And I don't like to I don't like to play that game anymore. Yeah. I'm always trying to be the positive guy now too. Dude, and th- it pisses people off. It does. Don't like shit on stuff with me, man. What the hell?
1: <laughs> I know. Or if you change the subject, you'd be like, you know what? I don't. I just don't want to talk. Let's talk about something else. And like somebody that's really negative, they'll be like, oh no, you know. Like let's keep on you know or get all bent out of shape. And it's just like, dude, you know, there's there like you said, there's so many positive aspects of life, and you know what I mean. Like look what like. I think if we all kind of come together, you know what I mean? Things would be different. I mean, like, especially right now with, like, what's going on with the world. You know, like you said, like, it really is, man. Like, I think of it as a happy place. I don't watch the news. I don't watch the media. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, hey, you know, as until they come, uh, you know, banging at my door and being like, you need a shot. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Uh... as long as they don't do that, I'm okay. You know what I mean? But at the same time there's a lot of pain going on there's a lot of people losing their jobs there's all this stuff that's going on right now and it's just man it's really it's awful how you know the media is kind of like not just ignoring it and just being like hey that, that doesn't even exist you know what I mean look over here guys oh yeah man
0: <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a wild time in the existence right now man but I, you know it, there's always something wild going on but it's definitely it's definitely a lot worse than it, uh, I can remember it being
1: yeah. and
0: uh, it's now more than ever that people need to have that positive outlook on things and just have you know I mean like a level of faith in reality that shit gets bad and then shit gets better and it's gonna get better it's already getting better yeah and uh and yeah just it's it's scary man it's scary but when you let it all go you realize it's not that big of a deal yeah (laughs) yeah and uh but, I, yeah, I see so many people out there just absolutely terrified and wrapped up and hyper angry and just, yeah, and it's just ruining their version of reality. <laughs> and, know, right? and it's like this filter that we have on, man, where we can just walk around and we could see everything for the beautiful, loving place that we exist in, man. You know, like I always am reminding myself that this is... This is heaven, man. Like it, it it's just such a beautiful experience of life that we get to we get to have as people, especially this day and age. Oh yeah. And uh and yeah, there's just so many people with this filter over their eyes that just look at the world in black and white and everything's just shit and yeah. everything's racist and everything's terrible and you know, and it's just like
1: it's not though, man. It's not. Dude, I feel <laughs> you just like you see it that way. Yeah. Like uh, to me, like whenever I go out, it's like I honestly I've seen more people come together, especially in Las Vegas at the area. You know what I mean? Like I've seen a lot more people doing better deeds and nice to like as far as like real life goes. But then you watch the media and it's like the complete opposite. You know, That, that same kind of thing. Like I've seen a lot of heartwarming shit this last year, you know. Yeah it's it's freaking awful like of what we're they're trying to program you know and this whole great reset thing and
0: (laughs) well that's it too you know they're trying to program us all man it's like apartheid all over again you know and uh they want us to be as divided as possible and at each other's throats, so we're not rising up against them. Yeah, going, hey man, what are you doing with all of our tax money? Yeah, you know, this is like you're running the country like shit. This isn't acceptable, but it's like no, it's it's your fault, Dylan. Yeah, it's like like you have any control over any of it, right? You know, Dude. but it's like it's easier for me to walk around and blame the people that are directly in front of me. Than to blame the people that are actually in charge of this shit, and uh, and if we all could just come together, man. But they want they want civil war. Yeah, you know they they're. It's like it's being encouraged to turn against everybody you love. You know, people are being encouraged to turn against their own family members, and it's just wild, man. It, it is. It is wild to see. And it's like, man, it's like the the 20s through the 40s again, man, you know, like <laughs> early communist Russia and everyone turning in their family members and sending everyone to the, uh, what's it called? The, um, the gulag, G- gulag. <laughs> that's the word, yeah, <laughs> sending everyone to the gulags and, you know, Nazi Germany, everybody's got to show their card, you know, if you're, you know, they got to put the the star of David yeah. on your shoulder. And, you know, it's like all this stuff has to be public knowledge so they can
1: treat everybody differently. Yeah. And that shit's wild, man. I know. Yeah. Bring back segregation. Yeah. <laughs> like, where are we? You're like, uh, You're like, what the... Dude, it, and that's that's another thing is, um, you know... I'm uh, getting a little thirsty. But <clears throat> now, like you were saying about, you know what I mean, about the, like the racism and all that, it's like I have literally had... Uh, it's been the complete opposite for me out here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like everything, everybody's been kind of like teaming together, you know what I mean? But, and even with the vaccine and all that, you know, or the vax, I'll just say, I don't want to yeah. <laughs> say too much of it, but yeah, I'm like, fine. you know, whenever everybody's talking about that thing, that is literally causing, they're trying to say that's racism. And it's like, no, that's you guys putting this segregation and not allowing people that are unvaxxed. And of course, you know, that whole community, that's like, why should they trust Dr. Fauci? You know what I mean? The guy that's like, been, all the time yeah he's a bad guy in the Dallas Buyers Club if you ever watched that movie the guy literally is the bad guy <laughs> of that movie you know what I mean like what he did to AIDS patients all this stuff and then yeah. like it's insane how that guy got in the position of power he is you know you're like how like, this guy is like literally the worst doctor in the world. Yeah. And then I remember I had a friend that was like, dude, look up who's the most powerful doctor in the world on Google. And I was like, oh, God. And so I looked it up and it was Bill Gates. Yeah. And I was like, did you see that? You ever tried that like thing? You look it up on Google and it's like, what the fuck? No, this can't be true. What? And it's, and it literally came up as Bill Gates. <laughs> Google's a trip, man. <laughs> uh,
0: like,. There is that thing where, uh, yeah, it shows up as Bill Gates, doesn't it? Look at that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> freaking crazy. Yeah. That's the
1: world we live in, man. It is, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, and there's that other stuff going on where it's like you can type into Google uh, women can, and then it'll autofill, and it says all this, you know, like positive stuff and like, you know, women can do anything, women can you know, <laughs> But then it, you type in men can and it's like all this crazy fucking like uh, LGBTQ thing, you know, like propaganda. It's like men can get pregnant. Oh god! All this, you know, it's like what the <laughs> fuck is that autofill about, man? You know, it like, just blows my mind. And it's just like forcing these agendas on people through Google searches, man. <laughs> or you type in Hillary's email and it's just like nothing shows up, right? <laughs> Even though she's the one with the email, uh, you know, prop, uh, situation. And then but you type in Trump's email and it's like all the shit about how Trump is evil shows up. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, damn, bro. They're just like so one-sided and pushing their, their objective point of view on society. And yeah. it's ridiculous that a company that has that much power, it's like literally the bare, the gatekeepers of information are filtering our information to satisfy their own objective and their own narrative. Yeah. And that's just
1: not okay. No. It's not okay to do, man. No, total yeah. CCP. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's what China does. You know what I mean? Basically, yeah. their social credit score and all that, and then having to use a VPN just to cruise the internet. You know, that's yeah. where it's getting like now. No, yeah. I run a VPN. I run the
0: Duck Duck Go thing. Yeah, me too. You know, like <laughs> all this stuff, so that I can filter it out. Like one of the things, like I was searching for a new new web browsers and new search engines and stuff, and I I just typed Trump in the search engine and it's like if it pulls up his website and his wikipedia you know and like stuff about trump then i'm like oh okay cool this is like unbiased information yeah but it's like you go to some of them and it's like here's all these negative headlines about trump and like all these websites that talk shit about trump and then it's like it's just forcing all this like trump is evil propaganda in your face yeah as opposed to just bringing me to websites that give me information about trump and that's just wild to me Like, like it's just clearly one sided and and opinionated bullshit. Yep. And you
1: see the search engine says brought to you by Snopes. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Presented by Pfizer. (laughs) Uh... Did you see that? I think Joe Rogan had shared that and it was like this like whole mashup of all the media channels literally being brought to you by pfizer and moderna and sponsored by all the like johnson and johnson it's like what the hell they're not even hiding it anymore no it's ridiculous
0: (laughs) and it's like the government gave them what a 100 billion dollars in research money and their profit margin is just insane and i think they made like 41 billion dollars this year did they return any of that hundred billion that the government funded for them to actually get the the uh, vaccines out? No. Yeah. Do they pay any taxes on that stuff? No. Yep. you know, are they uh, able to like distribute that stuff to uh, impoverished nations? No. Yeah. You know, they're just like, they took all this government funding and then they used it to just make massive profits and they don't give a shit about anybody. And then the government mandates it on top of it, right? They're just like, and you have to take this. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) fuck, man. You know? That's no break. Yeah. (laughs) That's so wild. Like, it's just. Yeah, we're just living in an episode of Black Mirror, man. You know, it's like we're repeating all the mistakes of the past and all these problems and this bullshit that happened 100 years ago. It's all cycling back around, man. Yeah. And people don't study history or have any concept of it. And so they just, you know, they think it's some kind of new, beautiful idea. And it's
1: like, no, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're uh you're just repeating history over and over again and bringing about massive amounts of suffering.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly history shows that like uh, tyrants have lost, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's not going to happen no matter what they try to guise it as, you know what I mean? It's like they're going to lose. They are, you know. And people are standing up, and it's like you know, going even going by St. Rose Hospital by my house. Yeah, you know, I drove by the other day, and we saw this crazy protest in front of St. Rose. I mean, there must have been about two hundred people. Oh, really? Not one single media van, right? Not nothing. No media is silent. There's people literally in the middle of the streets hanging from the freaking traffic light, so signs. You know what I mean? I mean, these people have just lost their whole income, their job, their, you know, and they're out there literally all day, all yeah. day, and then, then I came back the next night, I want to say a couple of nights after, and then I see them praying right in front of the sign, like doing like a little prayer. They were there the whole day and they're still at night, and it was like even more people, right? And I'm like, yeah. wow, this is... <laughs> It goes to show people are fighting back, but the media is not covering it all. That's no. you know they don't want to show it. Yeah, and even if they do want to show it, they'll
0: put they'll they'll color it in such a way that that villainizes those people. Exactly. You yeah. Know, they won't they won't show it in a non biased format. It's always pushing the narrative in a certain direction. Man, you know they want everybody to believe one thing, and they just they will do anything and they'll say anything to encourage people to think that way as opposed to thinking for themselves or just going, here's information, develop your own opinion. Exactly. And it's like, no, you're not allowed to develop your own opinion. Your opinion is dictated by Twitter and CNN. Yeah. (laughs) And if you don't have that same opinion that we tell you you're supposed to have, you're a fucking racist piece of shit. And, uh, you know, and you're the problem with the, you know, you're the problem with the country. You know, how dare you have your own opinion or your own point of view about anything anymore?
1: I know, right? Yeah, like... It's gotten to that point. it's insane. It, and it's also like like the dispensaries, right? The yeah. dispensaries are making billions of dollars out of here. And whenever you look, have you ever looked up where that money goes? where it, it's unbelievable. I looked it up and it was like to these b- bizarre programs like stuff that doesn't require billions of dollars. so you know like they're taking this money and that like they're just saying, yeah, you know, well, the state of Nevada we put it in these programs or whatever. it's like what? You guys put that much? Billions of dollars are just going to some bullshit programs? Like, where is that money actually going from? You know, and they never yeah. talk about that. How is that not even getting us? If they made weed legal in the whole United States, I feel like that would get us out of a lot of this debt, you know? Yeah. And then th- then they're going around asking for $3 trillion. It's like, okay, you know, you guys want to put us in, like, that uh, the debt for, you know, the rest of our freaking lives, you know? Oh, yeah. Instead of, like just legalizing weed maybe you know you could get some of that money you know and I'm not a politician I never would want to be but at the same time it's like man like where is this that weed money going and nobody asked that either you know you notice that like everybody's just like yeah we've got all like think about it these dispensaries are working some of them are 24 hours they've got lines almost all the time whenever you go there yeah you know they're making a killing And I like I even had a couple friends that invested in stock with some of these dispensaries, and they like they're making a killing. Uh, My wheat stocks did like shit. (laughs) Yeah, this was right at the beginning though. I had a friend that invested in that. uh, I think a Congress, like I want to say a senator or congressman, like bought the dispensary. I think it was Acres. Yeah, you heard of that one? I don't know. No, I don't think so. And he and well, he invested in that stock for that whatever. Uh, company or whatever stock was the Acres was like using and he he ended up like doubling his profit and doing really good. Nice. Good for him. As far as the crypto market goes, like right now I know like the crypto market and stuff like that, that's I've been kind of getting into that
0: yeah shiba man yeah shiba just took off for me i made a little bit of money off of that and Dogecoin seems to keep rising man like anything that elon musk talks about it's like if elon yeah. musk mentions it on twitter just buy as, as much money as you can put into it yeah, yeah dude yeah.
1: that's awesome you made shiba you made some money on shiba
0: yeah and then I, I you know, i uh i sold some of it like because it spiked super hard and yeah like did. i've been playing the game and like I don't, I haven't been selling when it spikes. I was like, I'll hold out, I'll hold out. And then it dips super hard because everyone soils with it spikes. And then it spiked yeah. and then I sold and then it kept spiking. I was like, shit. And I bought, I took my profits. I just threw it back into it and it kept going up and up and up, man. And, uh, you know, I made some money off of it, which is nice. And I left an I have it sitting in there. I kept like a chunk that I made off of it. So like I haven't yeah. spent now I have, I have $0 like technically invested in it because I took my original investment back. And just took all the profit, threw it back into it, and now it's climbing again. Hell yeah. Which is just great. And uh but yeah, like he said it's gonna be a dollar. And if if it becomes a dollar I'll be a multi-millionaire.
1: <laughs> that's the same with my <laughs> buddy, dude. If, yeah. I mean, if it becomes a but, like, I have a friend that's got a million dollars in it. Yeah, like, like, cause he, I guess he had, uh, his like parents passed away, and he ended up. This guy ended up getting brain cancer, which is like he's oh, terminal, no. which sucks right now. But the guy is such a cool guy, and he was he ended up investing all like all the money that he got from his parents into it, and now like he's already got a million dollars in there, and if it goes up, yeah, he'll be a multi-millionaire. But it was for his daughter, like he's gonna give it all to his daughter anyway, cause he's terminal. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, dude, that's awesome. You're making a good thing happen, you know. Yeah. He's like he's like, yeah, my daughter will be set for life, you know. Kind of thing. Yeah, it's uh it's wild
0: the the uh the cryptocurrency stuff, man, and Bitcoin's almost like 65 million or $65,000 and Yeah. I'm uh I'm trying as hard as I can to get one Bitcoin. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Get- I almost bought one at 5 grand and I was just like Eh, you know, it's already at five grand. Like, what a dumbass, dude! And uh, uh, and I didn't do it, and uh, and now I just throw throw money at it every once in a while. I have a little extra money, I throw it at the, You know, it's like I'm when I'm in there messing around. I go and put another hundred on Bitcoin, whatever it's at, and put yeah. another hundred on that. But I'm like, really, I'm messing with the smaller ones, trying to actually make money.
1: See, I'm I'm on Filecoin right now. I've got a lot invested in Filecoin, and that's the thing I heard from, like, an inside source that that was going to be, like, really, like, that was going to blow up. So I almost, I doubled my money, then it went back down, like, after the whole... Uh, they basically told crypto was illegal in China or whatever, but that thing has already happened in 2017. Did you hear about that? Like, Uh -uh. that's, they already said it was illegal in 2017, so a lot of people posted on Facebook, so they're like, oh, dump your crypto now. It's like, dude, this has already happened in 2017. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? It's, the market fluctuates. You gotta know. You know, so it did nosedive, but then it came back up and so now I'm like, it's kind of climbing. I'm waiting for that to kind of invest because my friend said that hey you know that's the backup plan if if all cash fails we'll have our crypto you know that's
0: That's it (laughs) oh they want to get rid of the cash anyways man yeah you know one of the things i need to start investing my money into is um like physical silver and gold oh yeah like i really want to start doing that i haven't started it yet but it's like uh that's one of those things like especially silver like the the increase in the in the margins on silver has been going up like really well like it's doing really well and I uh, yeah I've been meaning to just buy some physical silver and physical gold and just throw it in my safe and forget about it you know oh yeah that's like, who knows what can happen with the world, right? Like after what we just experienced, yeah. but, uh, it's like, that'll always be valuable. Like the yeah. paper money might not be worth anything, but it's like, I have gold bullion. You exactly. Know? <laughs> that is, yeah. that will
1: always, you I've, I've, do you find a good site that, uh, that, that you can get gold from? Cause yeah, like, there's a couple of them really. Yeah. I, it's funny. I, I knew a, a friend that was doing that for like, he was saving, like his putting his life savings in it. That's and smart. He, well, the thing is he didn't check the gold apparently and he was getting yeah it was fake and here's the he was like he checked the first bar he got but he didn't dig deep enough and it was like yeah it was ended up being fake bars and there was nothing you could do and i was like oh my god so that's why i'm always like worried like i want to make sure it's like a super credible Yeah,
0: yeah and i haven't picked a site to really uh to purchase it on you know um but, I mean, there's all kinds of different things you can do, you know, and it's like, here's, there's a, here's just a, a random site, you know, or I got that's it up so on the screen. You can nice. buy different coins and gold bullion and stuff like that. And you just stack it up and throw it in your safe, man, you know, and uh, not worry about it.
1: Oh, that's dope. Yeah. That's awesome. So
0: there's all kinds of random stuff you can do with it, you know, like these little gold bars are dope. But, yeah, I haven't started yet. Eventually. Eventually. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but uh, it's... It's wild, man. Yeah, what is it? It says golds at... Fuck, yeah, $1,794. Yeah. Jesus. It's all going down right now, it looks like. Time to buy. I know, yeah, because
1: it it went up like crazy. I think that's why it's probably going down now, right? Because it was like... I remember it was up like insane. Yeah,
0: during the pandemic, I was like, yeah, buy as much as you can. You don't know what the hell's going to happen. I remember whenever they... uh, they weren't letting you get money out of the bank and no one was accepting cash? Yeah. That was fucking wild, Dude, man. The,
1: the coin shortage. Yeah, the coin
0: shortage, right? Whatever happened to that, huh? That was ridiculous. Man, I thought that was it. I was like, oh, here it goes, man. Yeah. This, is, this is them cutting the cash off permanently, you know? They're yeah. just going to be like, no more cash. You can't use cash to spend any money. And... Uh, and it's all going to be digital and it's all going to be you know recorded every transaction you make will be recorded and you won't be able to do shit
1: I know, without right?
0: the government getting a cut of it.
1: Yeah. The coin shortage. Uh, if you, And that's the funny thing. The whole time while they had these signs, you could literally just go in the street and find a million. There's millions of coins anywhere on Las Vegas Boulevard. Go right. in the fountains. You'd find, <laughs> you know, a freaking dump truck full of coins. We got a coin shortage, though. But like, yeah, t- yeah like, a, like a minute next to that fountain is going to be a place that's <laughs> got yeah. a sign that says, hey, we got a coin shortage it's so stupid dude you know yeah, it was weird yeah that was really, really weird I remember that that was scary at the time I went to a, the, my local grocery store and I was like all the items are off the shelves and stuff and I was like hey man is this the end of the world right now like what's going on and the guy's like no it's okay everything's gonna be fine yeah and I was like alright
0: it was <laughs> scary though I went out and bought a ton of canned food and you know stocked up on all the paper goods and everything and it was just like whatever happens you know got like a pallet of water sitting in my yeah. garage and <laughs> It was uh no, it was wild time, man. And then I, um like there was just nothing on the shelves, man. And I remember the first time, it was like it had been months since I saw meat at the supermarket, oh, yeah. and there was like a wow. thing of hamburger patties. And it was like the last thing of hamburger patties. And they were kind of like broken, like someone had dropped them or whatever. And I was like, I don't even care, man. I'll mash them back together. We're having burgers tonight. (laughs) Hell yeah. Oh, It was like a fucking celebration, man. You know, invited my folks over. I was like,
1: I got meat. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, straight up. Yeah, That Uh, I, I remember that time, man. That was freaking nuts. Like, oh my God. Yeah and then it was funny because uh, at that time I was working with a producer that producer Nick, you know, and he was just like he had just gotten sober for crazy drugs. Like he was never a drinker. He was like more like, you know, writing songs kind of producer so it's like to write songs, I think he would like do his, you know, his drugs and whatever. And man like at that point was crazy. Like we were just locked in the studio, and I was work. We were working with uh, the bass player from Stitched Up Heart. Have you ever heard of that band? But they're they're kind of like Sign of century. So we started working with some Century Media artists, and that was one of them. And you know, so he was doing his own like solo thing, and it was coming out really good. But I remember like the world is just falling apart while we were doing this session, man. Yeah. And we we're like, oh my god. And you know, he <laughs> he like posted like a, a, a like one of those memes on Facebook about like. Oh yeah, you know I've got new music coming. It was like Will Ferrell with like the world burning down, and he's like, yeah. "I've got new music coming out while the world's like burning down in the background and shit." <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, those some of the scariest times, man. Who knows really what is. you know? It was like, uh, it's like being in a fucking apocalypse movie. Yeah, it was just wild, just right. wild. <laughs> I remember I got COVID tested, and uh, we had to wait in line for like ninety minutes in our car. And everyone's like, it's like the military's got Texas Station all blocked off, and uh, they got all these, uh, you know, doctors or medical assistants yeah. or whatever, you know, taking people's uh, swabs. But they're like in full shields and aprons and like the, the fucking military's got masks on. And I was just like, am I in a George G. Romero movie or something? <laughs> like this is wild, man. <laughs> I can't even believe this is reality right now. Like this is happening on American soil. Just blew my mind, man. It was just so surreal, unreal. Yeah did you
1: Did you end up getting sick? Because I yeah yeah like I got sick too. I I did. Did you? Yeah. This was how the, was it? It was for me. It was really bad because it was only like it was only like a week, right? And this was the be- before the pandemic really started. This was uh, 2019. Okay. And I just gone on tour, and the thing is, is we were around tons of Asian people like getting off of buses right and I knew right. it I was like okay we were around tons of Chinese people tons of tourists so we get back and it's some about your body your body will not let you get have the flu or anything on the road I don't know what it is it must be the adrenaline right you yeah. know but for some reason you it, just your body like well their natural like adrenaline system just goes in and I you know I had a runny nose the whole time on on tour and I, like I felt like I had a cold but no flu right and as soon as I get back I'm saying like in about 2 day period I start feeling like shit, and I'm just coming down with a crazy, like, pneumonia, right? And I could not even vape. I remember I was trying to vape and smoke pot, and it just wasn't working. <laughs> and it was just, like, I felt like an 80-year-old man. I'm just coughing up. and like, oh, my God, what is going on, you know? And, and I was bedridden for one day. My dog, like, freaked out, like, came up, like, you know, and, like, got real close to me and everything. And after that, I was fine, but... You know that whole week leading up to that was really bad man like I really like it was hard for me to breathe you know what I mean like I had a lot of like it was a lot It felt like a, there was a lot of shit in my lungs yeah it was a really like almost like pneumonia ish flu you know and it was definitely the worst flu I've ever had I remember telling my girls like man this is really bad but the crazy thing is my parents were in town and my girl didn't get sick and she, she's a nurse t- as well you know so she's always around you know sick people all the time and she didn't get sick at all. Everything was fine. My parents were fine. And, you know, I was like thinking after that, you guys got natural immunity for me. You guys, you know what I mean? <laughs> and my, it's funny because my parents are like really big on the, the the whole liberal side. They're all into the vaccine and, you know, they, they won't even visit me without it. Like that's how it's like you said. Because like, you don't have the vaccine? Yeah. So it's, it's literally dividing families, like all that, that kind that's of stuff. That's ridiculous, yeah. man. So I haven't like, talked to them in months. They have it, right?
0: Yeah. So then... What's the fucking problem, man? I know you know why like, do we
1: have to get one to make theirs work? It doesn't make sense it doesn't
0: <laughs> work that way <laughs> you know like that's so absurd not to mention if you already had it then you have a better immunity than they do
1: right yeah, exactly and that yeah so after that, everything was fine I'm like yeah I got natural immunity you know and everybody that was here like my whole family we're all good you know and my sister had to take it only because of her job but she like she thinks the same way as me you know and her, her boyfriend's super cool he's like and and my parents hate him only because he was Republican literally that's it (laughs) like I remember they told me like we don't we just don't like him I'm like well what do you guys not like about him he's a really cool guy you know because he had come over with her and like you know I met him and super nice dude and like you know took us out on the strip paid for everything and it was like I was like yeah I like this guy you know and, like, why does that have anything to do with it? I was like, you guys won't, like, he was, he, I guess he, like, came and, like, gave them a present, actually, you know, to, to be, like, super respectful and nice. Yeah. And it was something, like, I, my sister said that, like, they were, like, complaining about it. Like, they, like, he gave something to my dad. It was, like, some, my dad's, like, in the trains and, he, like, gave something to him. And he was, like, complaining that wasn't something, like, he liked, you know, it's like, dude, what the hell, man? Yeah, that's a ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah no that's you know that's that side of the fence though man you know nothing's ever good enough and everybody's evil unless you think exactly like me yeah and that's just not fucking cool man that's not
1: I don't know that many, that's the only person I actually know, like, family-wise. Which yeah. is sad is, like, my actual family that's that crazy about it. I don't really, you know, nobody else has been like that, you know what I mean? There hasn't been anybody else that I've worked with, like, mu- musicians-wise or anything that's like, oh, you know, you need to get this to, to work with me or, you know, any of that. Yeah. So, uh, I have to, uh, I had to
0: get it for my job. Cause I work with all these, I mean, I work for Amazon and Google. Oh and Disney, yeah. Yeah. And so they, they, it was like, yeah, it, if they didn't care about the mandates or anything like that from Biden. That's just a company thing. They're okay. like, and they want to see the cards too. Like some companies are just like, yeah, well we just want to make sure you're sending us vaccinated, vaccinated people. And you go, yeah, no, no, we checked them all. They're vaccinated. And they're like, cool. Thanks. And then like, but like these bigger companies are like, no, we need photocopies of everybody's vaccine cards wow and it's like dude that's fucked up yeah. yeah that is yeah like that's super like unconstitutional yeah it's, i'm pretty sure it, that it you is. can just like you just have access to my medical information like that so i can work i know that's yeah like that's not okay man yeah not and at a, all <laughs> it's just another line that's been crossed and it's like just like uh you know with uh 9/11 and the creation of the NSA, and they just took all of our privacy away and record all of our phone calls and keep a log of everything you search on the internet and everything. And they were just like, "Well, we're on the other side of that line, no going back." Yep. And uh, and they just keep doing that shit to us, man. I know, until that, it's like the Patriot yeah.
1: Act wasn't too patriotic. <laughs> no. The least patriotic
0: thing they've ever done. <laughs> know. You know, and uh yeah, and they just keep doing it to us, man. They just keep friggin' doing it to us. They're they're just like, uh just mm-hmm. just crossing line after line after line until, you know, the constitution is meaningless and you know, we don't have any freedoms left at all, man. And it's it's bizarre to me that people yeah. are on board with it. I fought as long as I could to not get the vaccine, but I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my job now.
1: I know. That's see. That's right now. My girl, she's got it. She's got a mandate on her company, and it's crazy because right now she's you know doing the religious exemption, trying that.
0: They're not accepting that from anybody. Either. That's
1: what I heard. I heard they're yeah. they're trying to shut it down. You
0: know? yeah. well, and then the, um, I guess the Biden administration also said, uh, yeah, we don't care. They're like, you can't really do anything about these people that ask for religious exemption until the the uh, their court cases are up. You know. Oh yeah. And they're like, no, we said Friday. And it's like, what? No, they're, they all filed, you know, documentation and there hasn't been a ruling yet. And you yeah. can't just do that. And they go, yeah, we don't care. Yeah. It's, it's, we dude, said Friday, it's Friday. It's unreal. They can all fucking die. Wow. Yeah. We don't care if they starve to death. You
1: do what we say. That's it. Bottom oh, line. Oh man. Yeah. The thing is, she works from home though. That's why I'm I'm hoping they grant it because. Yeah. I mean, she works from home. You know, she's a remote worker. Literally, like, there she's not around people anyway. So, what excuse? Like, that's what I'm wondering. Like, what excuse? To, and they don't have one. Right? No, <laughs> they don't care. Yeah,
0: they don't care. You, you're. It's not about. It's not about the vaccine, man. Yeah, it's not. It's clearly not. Mm. It's it's about we're in control, and you'll do what I fucking tell you to do. Yeah. Or else. Yeah. that's it bottom line you do what I say Yeah, they don't give a shit about the constitution they don't give a shit about your freedoms or your rights or your body or any of
1: that you yeah. know it's just like we're in control exactly Unless you it's, better get used to it Yep. unless it's uh, abortion <laughs> then, yeah. they, then they're like oh no yeah, then, they, then it becomes the like complete opposite then oh like, yeah yeah then all of a
0: sudden it's my body my choice yeah. just not when it comes to you know any other aspect of my body my choice
1: right I know it's fucking so imagine? hypocritical can you imagine whenever it's like a chip they're like wanting us to implant or something like that like, yeah. you know, no you guys have to you're mandated put that uh, make sure you have surgery to get that chip put in your fucking head well
0: yeah that's the next line that's the thing man you know and it's like they shot us all up with this stuff they're gonna now they're gonna start demanding we get a booster every six months or some bullshit like that Dude. and then it's like well now that you're used to this level of uh disrespect to your body and control now we want you to do the next thing which you know whatever the microchip or whatever they're gonna fucking do you yeah. know but there's gonna be a next step you know and there'll be another step after that and they'll just keep taking freedoms and keep taking liberties with us and keep forcing us to do whatever they want us to do yeah so we're just completely submissive I know. No, right? no, no, it's just—it's
1: ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's that is the worst thing ever. I mean, you know, dude, yeah. if we go down this hole, man, it's it's we're there's in. no coming back, and that's a, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I feel like we're still at the point of return, even though a lot of people think that we're not right now. But I think mm-hmm. like it could be worse. I think it, it definitely can be worse, and you know, people just people need to stop complying with all this stuff. You know, as far mm-hmm. as like. You know, hey, with the mask mandate and that's the thing, is that's one thing I love about Henderson in yeah. the sense is like they're not as strict on the mask mandate. You know, you like you go in a gas station they're not gonna be like, Where's your mask? you know, for the most yeah. part. But it's weird. As soon as I get into like the Summerlin area, like at uh and like around like where like, my uh, I have another dispensary I go to, like, that's off of uh, Warm Springs and like Vegas Boulevard around that area. That outlet mall, as soon as I get around that area, it's like you know, any gas station you go to, like, before you can even get a word out, it's like, Where's mass, mass, mass? Damn, yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, you know, what the hell. And then, then I saw that there's in some states they were actually getting rid of the mass mandate on Halloween because it's you know what I mean, probably because it's dangerous, right? Because yeah. all the robberies and shit, you know, of people. Wearing Halloween masks.
0: Well, I mean, like, and I travel a lot for work and I travel a lot to shoot videos and everything like that. And, uh, I've been to a lot of different States, uh, this year and a lot of places like the entire state just stopped. They just stopped, you know? Uh, and, and now I'm just, I'm of the opinion that I'm just going to go around, you know, and you can tell me to put a mask on. I have one in my pocket. I'll put it on. Yeah. You know, but it's like, I think more and more people need to just start doing that until it's just like, okay, whatever you know? Yeah. Totally. Wear it if you want. Otherwise, you know, it's like, stop hassling everybody. And it's, it's just bullshit at this point, man. It's it completely ridiculous. And I I know most people are just fed up with it. I know I'm fed up with it, man. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's not helping anything. And most of the places I've gone, man, they just don't have it. They don't have the mask mandates at all, man. You get, you get past uh, New Mexico and anywhere in the middle of the country, man, you know, like fucking, we hit uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri, Yeah. no mask mandates, none whatsoever. I actually just got back from California, I was in Southern California, and it's just like, no one gave a shit. Oh, I didn't wear a mask the whole time.
1: Wow, like Riverside area and all like that? Like San Diego. Oh, okay, yeah, San Diego. Yeah. Have you ever I- been to Brick by Brick, that place? Nuh-uh. Super, super cool play. That's uh that's a venue in San Diego. It was funny because it was like I think Avatar played there and all this, and that was one of the venues we played with Dallas at that cover group, oh, right? Yeah. And I was in this corn tribute band. I remember and I was like, Oh yeah, I've heard of this venue. It looks you know, it looks really nice. And that particular night, literally the AC was out Oof. and they had no fan on the stage. It was just for the crowd. They had a big fan, but it was pointed towards the crowd. <laughs> I remember oh. that. Dallas was literally like wasted and this this place is like I want to say it felt like it was like 200 degrees in there I remember he was just like wasted drinking fucking whiskey like covered in sweat and I'm like what is going on right now dude this is we're in a different world in San Diego but yeah like and we didn't even get to go to the zoo or any of the good stuff in San Diego did you guys get to check out the zoo
0: no I uh I did some other stuff this time I've been to the zoo yeah it's 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 cool. I kind of am bummed out about the zoos now, like just you know, I don't really like to go to them anymore. They used to be cool for me, and now it's just like a depressing thing, yes, yeah, where i all the animals locked up, yeah, uh, just you know, just a change in consciousness my own personal opinion about it, you know, not to say people shouldn't go to the zoos or whatever or like keep endangered animals and try to breed them and help them out, and everything yeah. like that, you know, but uh. Yeah. No, I did, um, what's it called? Uh, I walked on this big aircraft carrier, the Midway. Oh, okay. this is Midway. It was like, uh, built during World War II and was in operation till the Gulf War, 1992. Wow. And that was wild, man. Like the, uh, it was called Midway. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the USS Midway. It's wow. on the, it's on the pier in
1: San Diego downtown. I knew of the Battle of Midway. Is that like, I guess that was one of the, is that why they called No, that's not why they called it, that, right? I don't know. I <laughs> I'm not too remember. big of a history buff of World War II. Yeah. It's funny, I have a buddy that's a bass player that really is like incredible. Like you could ask him any question of World War II and he oh, like, yeah, really? I know exactly what that is. <laughs> uh,
0: no, it was a wild ship, man. And uh, like I could barely fit in the damn thing. Like I was, I was hunched over trying to. Sneak down through the lower decks. Oh damn! Was yeah. it an aircraft carrier or a yeah, destroyer? Yeah, it was a thousand foot long aircraft carrier, man. Wow, it was really cool. And you can just you tour the whole thing by yourself, and then they uh, they have like a guided tour up to the bridge, and so you see the whole control room and everything like that. Damn. Uh, now it's really fun, man. I really enjoyed it. Uh, highly recommend it, man. Yeah. And uh, and they have a bunch of old vets on there that were all like, you know, they worked on aircraft carriers and they're pilots and you know different things like that. So they're explaining everything to you, which is really cool too. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I did that, and then I did, um, what's it called? I, uh, I went to this shell, like, it's an amphitheater outside. Yeah. And there's a whole walkway around the outside of the amphitheater, so you can pay for tickets, or you can just hang out and watch the show for free. And they had, like, a big orchestra, like, San Diego Orchestra, performing all these different symphonies. Yeah. And so I just walked from my hotel right over there and chilled and and watched the whole two hours just sitting on a bench right outside of the venue for free. What? Which, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Whole freaking, you know, whole orchestra playing, man. And it's just beautiful. Big old giant, like, L-Acoustics K2 Line Array. Yeah. And uh, just this gorgeous, gorgeous amphitheater, man. And, yeah, it was, you know, I just couldn't believe it was free. Like, wow, that kind yeah. of culture in the city is just, it's amazing that they, they do that kind of stuff.
1: That's killer, man. Look, we didn't we didn't get much time to, to kind of explore down there, and I wanted to. I remember, but I I remember like seeing that big horseshoe of like you know like the freeway. Oh and, yeah, and then it goes like right by the the ocean and all that, and you could see it like that was really cool. And I've been to Del Mar before with the fair. Oh nice, the Del Mar fair. Like Joan Jet was playing. This was years ago. I remember it was. We had a, a like a blast, man. That was really fun.
0: Dude, yeah, San Diego's gorgeous, man. I really like that city. They uh they got a good thing going. It's just so friggin' expensive. I lived there for two years, oh. when I was uh like nineteen to twenty one. I yeah. lived down the down in San Diego, and like the Oceanside area and stuff like that, and I loved it. But it was like four of us in a one bedroom apartment. You know, like we couldn't oh, yeah. afford shit. And uh, I used to, like work in warehouse and drive a forklift and stuff, and like just barely could afford to survive. But I mean, it was gorgeous. You can just go to the beach, it's free. You go to Balboa Park, it's free. You know, like you can do all this there's all this beautiful stuff you can do in San Diego that doesn't cost anything when you live there. So that was always a plus.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'd like to live there again, man, but that's Hollywood prices. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The prices, you know, And it's California. So it's like, I don't like the way they run things over there either. You know, they they wild ass like Democrats going nuts just passing whatever bills they can think of, you know. And it's like, ah,
1: dude, stop taxing me. (sighs) Yeah. We'll Uh, have a mask on the car, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you know, with the emissions, you never know. You know, you'll start getting fined for carbon credits and stuff. Did you ever hear about that? I'm sure they're going to be doing that soon. (laughs) The whole, yep, the the climate change green thing that they're doing, that Green New Deal, it's awful.
0: Yeah, it is, man. Mm-hmm. and uh i don't know my you know it's uh the the fucking global warming thing man you know it's like they think they can just force that onto the corporation's shoulders but realistically and i mean from my perspective it's like it's everyone's individual choices that really will make a difference man you know like all of us just think oh we'll just force those people to fix the problem and it's like well no we're the fucking problem man you know yeah. like everybody's drinking uh, you know, plastic bottles and driving gas-powered cars and eating all this meat and like they were just supporting all these things with our wallets, you know, and our decisions, man, you know. And it's like your lifestyle is create incentivizing these corporations to to act this way. Yeah, you know, if everybody's lifestyles and and monetary decisions were and uh, were put in such a manner that th- there was no incentive to tear down all this rainforest to raise all these cows or you know continuously. Uh, everyone's driving all these gas-powered vehicles, so they're constantly fucking digging up fossil fuels and burning fossil fuels and, you know, producing all this excess plastic that's getting dumped into the oceans because we're all just constantly grabbing whatever. It's convenient. Everything's wrapped in six layers of plastic. And, uh, you know, it's like all these choices that we make as individuals, like if everybody started making these choices for themselves to do better, you know, to, to really take care of the planet from a personal perspective, like that would really solve the problem in and of itself because like would. it's like why they they would be incentivized to do whatever it is that's society is demanding that's all they're doing yeah they, they don't care you know they're like nobody in those industries is just like i love slaughtering cows and it's like no there's there's uh there's money to be made here you yep. know there's there's this there's this uh this point where i can i can make excess profits and there's a demand for it so i'm going to fill that demand it doesn't matter what the demand is. You know, corporations are just going to meet it and make it happen. Yeah. And it's like a lot of the um, like the automobile industry, right? Like they're all saying by 2030, all of our cars will be electric vehicles and uh, because there's a ma- demand for it, right? And also the government's trying to incentivize them and like force
1: them to make them electric vehicles. But like people want electric vehicles. Yeah. I want an electric vehicle. Yeah, me too. That's the next thing I want is a Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> My buddy has one and they're incredible, you know? And that's the thing, like, car, like we are carbon creatures. You know what I mean? It's, it's like we're made out of carbon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to say like, that's the whole thing about the whole global warming thing, and like we need to cut carbon emissions. like we're we're literally carbon beings. We're made out of freaking carbon. And and like you said, literally, like with plastic, we could get rid of plastic and use this stuff that's like out of mushrooms. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, like it's biodegradable. Yeah. It's dude. They're using that for packing material, but why not use that for glasses for everything else? That would solve a lot of the problems right there. And then yeah. one of the biggest problems in pollution is freaking masks. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? It's getting, gross to yeah. see that stuff everywhere. I see them all over the ground now, and it's just like, yeah, this is this is something that's caused by you know by freaking people in charge, right? Yeah. <laughs> right there.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's not easy to do, man. I mean, like I do. Uh like, I do my aluminum bottle. I don't touch the plastic bottles, man. I'll drink tap water before I crack a plastic one. Yeah. You no, know, I, ha- I have some for my <laughs> guests. You know what I mean? People are used to what they're used to. I don't want to force things on people. But uh, yeah, and like, I stopped eating meat, you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm working on getting an electric car. I don't have one yet. It's fucking shit's expensive, man. Know. You know, and it's like, but it's like, you know, making those making those changes in everyone's daily life, man, it really can make a huge difference on the planet it's like even if we force all these people to start paying uh you know taxes and all these different fees for putting out carbon emissions ultimately the marketplace still exists for those carbon emissions to be created yeah and that's really the problem is that people are still demanding to eat three cheeseburgers a day
1: Sweet. and
0: and they better only be a dollar or two you know and I it's know. like dude you know that's that's the, clearly that's the problem not you know the corporations meeting the demand created by society. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, for me it's, it comes down to personal choices, man. But everyone's not going to make those personal choices. It's it's just you know we're not that civilized as a society. I don't believe.
1: Yeah. You know? But but like you were saying, taking it into small steps, you know what I mean? Like doing that like that, you know, like with those that mushroom technology stuff like that, you know, getting rid of the pollution, like we're doing, like stuff that we can actually stop, you know. For sure. But, like, it's it's crazy. Like, the stuff that they want to do, they want to shut down all this other stuff and, you know, put a global carbon tax. That's going to be really bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's going to definitely backfire. It's not going to be good, you know, for anybody. Yeah. Except for the people, whoever's behind the money, you know what I mean? Because you know that <laughs> money ain't going to uh, the... climate change at all it's going to be going in these people's pockets like everything does (laughs) like all taxes end up doing yeah yeah it's
0: always uh it's always the politicians raise a bunch of taxes and then they take that tax money and give it to one of their constituents and then they donate 10 million dollars to their next campaign yeah and it's just Mm -hmm. like oh is that how you launder your money that you steal from the taxpayer nice man great you know (laughs) 3.5 trillion dollars I wonder how much of that's actually going to be used to fucking help people and how much yeah. of that's going to make people like Nancy
1: Pelosi and Joe Biden richer. Yeah, or make them unstoppable. I feel like that's yeah. going to be their that's like their COVID money right there. <laughs> yeah, right. For, for their COVID Gestapo. They, hey, we're running out of money. we got to refinance the... Because you know. <laughs> I mean, That's the thing. How are they going to even... That's, that's what people are saying. How are they going to check with all these mandates and how are they going to check the cards? Well, that's going to cost. That's going to cost them to hire a private Security, you know, some kind yeah. of private sector. Who knows what it's going to be? It could be FEMA employees. We don't know, you know, what their plan is. But I know that uh, I heard that some of the nurses that were getting fired were like getting replaced with like FEMA employees oh, that girl, didn't I... even have to get it. Like uh, apparently, they, oh, had they had a didn't choice. even have to get the shot. Yeah, they actually had a choice. The hypocrisy, like, man. I know. <laughs> it's just wild. So you know, I mean, if my girl ha- like has to or her job, obviously she will. You know, but. That's the thing, like, I don't know, which which one did you take? Did you take just the one and done thing? I did the
0: Pfizer one because the Johnson & Johnson, they had all those blood clot clot problems that I didn't want to risk dealing with. But then the Pfizer one had all the heart problem stuff, and then my heart did start aching after I took it, man. You know, I had, like, a week of, like, chest pain, and my sinuses were a mess, and I had headaches. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, like, it really – because I had COVID, so – when you have COVID and then you get the vaccine, it kind of messes you up a little bit. You know, there's a lot more, well, a lot more side effects. And I experienced a lot of them, man. And it sucked. I didn't like it very much. That's crazy. With COVID, did you did you have like a pneumonia? Or... Uh, no, it was just, honestly, it wasn't that bad for me, man. Like, uh, I didn't even miss a workout the first week I had COVID. Wow. And I was just like, ah, I got a little something or whatever, you know. I'm not feeling so hot. But no big deal. And then... Um, we had just gone to visit family and so uh that's where we got it like the whole family got it and then we flew back <laughs> oh God. i'm sure he fucking gave it to a bunch of people we didn't know we were even sick when we flew back and uh and you know when we got back into town we had a little sniffles or whatever and then they called and they were like everybody's got freaking covid you gotta go get tested and make sure you got you know yeah so we went and like i said it was like the the military over at texas station thing and we got wow. tested we both had it and uh and so we, you know, we quarantined. We had to quarantine. Between, we had to quarantine through Thanksgiving, which pissed off my family. You know, because my my family's all uh, conservative, man. So oh, they're on yeah. the other side of the coin, right? And they're just like, oh, you know, who gives a shit? It's all fake, anyways. <laughs> yeah, so it's not fake, man. You know. Um, you know, it's, they might be using it to do uh, to to really uh, overstep their bounds. You know, yeah. and bring and these these levels of control that are a little more unnecessary than I think that should be done. But uh, you know, there's a virus out there killing people. I lost a couple friends, man, and like yeah. you know, I mean, it's it's real. I got, yeah, I got it. You know, Angela got it. Her whole family got it, and it was brutal. I mean, I mean, it wasn't brutal for me. Her family had a little bit of a harder time on it, but like, yeah, I was I was a little sick.
1: It wasn't too bad. I've been way sicker that's crazy well yeah that's nuts man like <laughs> it's funny because I know somebody that just passed away actually but it wasn't from COVID I, we don't even know what it was from honestly he yeah. had he had a heart attack like but this guy was a really big engineer in the 80s and 90s and he did uh, you know the Jay Adore Smashing Pumpkins album okay yeah he did like produced all that he engineered it and he also did the, uh, the White Snake, the the one with Steve Vai. Oh, what was cool. a, what was, that's not Slip of the Tongue, right? Uh, what's the name of that album with Judgment Day and all that on it? White Snake with Steve Vai? Let me see. It's, it's got Judgment Day, I know, in the album. But uh, he he like I guess he told me the story about this too. He was working in that studio in Hollywood, and the engineer wouldn't shut the fuck up, like to David Coverdale, and so David slip of the tongue. Yeah, that's it, slip of the tongue. So David Coverdale was like, okay, any can you? He's like he asked him. He's like, hey, can you shut the fuck up and press the record button on this tape machine? (laughs) Ah. And he's like, yeah. He's like, okay. And they so they fired the guy that was like their engineer and everything, and got my friend Bjorn to do it. And so literally, he that was his first credit was on Whitesnake nice. and he said all he did he's like all I did was literally press the record button that was it they just wanted somebody that would shut the fuck up yeah. and this guy is like super cool his name is Bjorn Thur- uh, Thorsgood Th- or Rudd. That's, that's his last name actually I always would screw that up but it's yeah the guy is super super talented producer man he just passed away like a week ago oh, that sucks man yeah and that's the thing like we don't really know if it was I, I think he did just have his second jab. I don't want to say that for sure. I'm not sure, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and and it's crazy. I remember before, but he already he had already kind of had heart problems, and he was asking me about something like my medical that I was telling my girlfriend, you know. And he was like, "Hey, I had like swollen feet or something." And I was like, "She's like, yeah, that's actually a heart issue." Yeah, you know, it's like your body telling you, you know. So she knows. Like all my friends would always ask that. Anytime they have medical problems, they'll ask me. Like even Dallas, he, whenever Al was getting sick because Al was getting COVID, uh, and Dallas was like, "Hey, you know, is is uh like my old man's not feeling good?" And you know, so he talked to her about it, and she's like, "Yeah, you need to go to the hospital now because he wasn't, he hadn't been out of bed in like a week. It was really bad for Dallas's dad. Like it'll he, get you real fast, like that too, yeah. and then it's too late." Yeah. That's the thing. There really is a real flu. I mean, I had oh, it myself. Yeah. And and it's I guess it's different for a lot of people. For me it was like straight up pneumonia almost at that point. Maybe it was because I, I smoke a lot of weed and, you know, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I can imagine if you were a cigarette smoker, like that would probably be even worse, you know. But yeah, man, like she's been helping out like anybody that needs to know about that kind of stuff. She's like, yeah. But at the same time, she knows what she saw. Like in the hospitals, there was nobody in there in 2020. It was unreal. And now there's like all, there are a lot of people in there, you know what I mean? For, for whatever. Cause she says most of the time the hospitals are packed anyway. You know what I mean? People have accidents all the time. It's crazy. Well, they keep them at mostly capacity. I mean, this is a
0: business model of hospitals. It's not because of anything going on specifically. Hospitals keep that
1: stuff packed. Exactly. Yeah, and she said there's, like, the main thing is gunshots. (laughs) She's like, there's floors and floors of gunshots. And it's like shit you don't even, they don't even talk about. And you're like, wow, whenever you see the reality of what's in the hospital, you're like, okay, you know, all these people are getting shot by by other people, right here, there's floors of that, and then the you know then the COVID patients might be you know they don't really know what's COVID, what's flu. That's the one thing, because they don't really know yeah. like. They don't really even know how to test for this. That's the crazy thing. Like the PCR test is <laughs> is cra- is outrageous almost of the fact that that's what they're using for a test. Like even the the guy that made that test. Did you ever see that interview? The guy that like made the PCR test. Uh-uh. He said that it's not it's not like a li- like a reliable thing, and they shouldn't be it's using not. it. Yeah, I think uh, what was it? Elon
0: Musk did that. He bought four tests, and he goes, "I got two positives and two negatives. I'm done with this bullshit." Yeah, you know, like this isn't this isn't real like this test isn't working you know and it's like you can just say whatever you want exactly yeah it's uh it's wild i think that's one of the problems with this experience that we just had as a civilization you know is that the the effects of the virus are so variable you know that in anybody's own personal life There's no real telling, you know? It's not like it was with, like, something like the Spanish flu where there's, like, literally bodies all over the streets and everybody who gets it's fucking dying, you know? Like, it's really brutal. It was just like, oh, you know, it's a little worse than the flu and some people get it and it's really, it's going to kill you and it's going to destroy your lungs, but, you know, a lot of people get it and it's nothing and it's just like, well, if, if it's not really that big of a deal, why are the restrictions so heavy? Why are you ruining everybody's lives, you know? And it's like the solution is turning out to be way worse than the problem (laughs) yeah and it's like so did you really were they just taking advantage of this situation to enforce these new regulations and take away freedoms and you know like just bring about this new era of existence that we're living in now uh you know or was it like legitimately oh there's a virus and we really care about people and from my experience in life, these motherfuckers at the top do not care about us, yeah. you know, and that's definitely not their motivation. You know, I know. Oh, we got to help people. It's like, when <laughs> have you ever wanted to help anybody besides yourself and how much power you have right I I think that's your whole thing that you're a politician you only care about power (laughs) otherwise you wouldn't be a
1: politician exactly yeah saying health and safety is scary coming from these guys it's like do you guys uh, really you know when has the the government ever in history ever like cared about the health and safety never no
0: (laughs) no they just want people to obey and they want you to keep pumping out kids so they can increase their military strength yeah You know, and they just keep destroying education. They don't want people to be educated. They don't want people to know anything. And now they're like masking the truth. They're fucking with information. You know, you can't really know anything anymore because there's just no way to collect true information. Everything's biased. And there's literally equal amounts of, of sources that you can gather that say the exact opposite of each other on almost any topic. Yeah. And it's just like, that's wild, man. It's a wild place to live. And it's like, how do you actually like uh, do critical thinking nowadays? You know, It's just like, all you can do is develop an opinion. And uh, you know, you walk around throwing that in people's faces like, you know what the fuck you're talking about? And it's like, no, you know, he knows anything, man. I certainly don't know anything. I, that's that's the only thing I do know is I know nothing, man. Yeah, you know, I feel like
1: the same way. You know what I mean? I really do, because yeah, like you're saying, like anything you think of, there, you're like no matter what topic you even think of, you could literally look it up and find both the sides for both. You're like, you're like it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, we do live in that age of misinformation, but in the fact like what in their eyes what they do is they're just censoring one side. They're censoring anything that goes against it. And like whenever we get to that point where we're censoring one side of, you know, of something, that's whenever we've crossed a line is, you know, for for everything for freedom of speech, you know, as a species I think, it's just it's yeah. awful. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it shouldn't be
0: that way, man. There should be this back and forth in society, man, you know, even for heinous shit like Nazis. They're like we got to... you you're not allowed to say anything that has to do with, uh, you know, fascism or Nazis or anything like that. And it's like, well, now you're just empowering these people, you yeah. know, and now they're going to now they're going to create their own little circles and just regurgitate this stuff to themselves with no checks and balances. It's like when yeah. you bring that kind of stuff to a conversation and everyone in the conversation is, what the fuck did you just say, man? That's out of line, you know. Yeah, you you know, like you're an idiot, kind of thing, you know. Like I can't believe you would say something like that. But it's like those conversations aren't allowed to exist anymore, and so these people are just left in their own echo chambers to think that they're as right as you know as they can possibly be, and they just encourage each other's insanity. Yeah. And uh, and there's no debate. There's no. just like you know, there's just yeah, and that only encourages those kinds of people, man. It's like the f- Proud Boys, right? Yeah. It's like that was created by all this oppression on that point of view and that perspective like you 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 can't just force all these people into a corner and say you're wrong and you're evil and it's like they don't view themselves as evil or wrong and Mm -hmm. now you're just empowering
1: their argument man and also like a lot of the proud boys were a lot of them were black too yeah, <laughs> and then the, like the media was trying to act like they were some right wing alt group, and it's like no, the, like a lot of the members are black of like uh, that are in charge of the Proud Boys. It's you know known thing. Like what the hell, you guys are trying to spin this, and they were like, no, we're not a. They're not even in that like film you know, realm of, uh, of of race. Like they're not a racist organization in in the slightest. Yeah, and it's like all the spin around and twisting of like anybody that doesn't go against you know go with the narrative it's like oh we got to you know make them the demon it's like what the hell man yeah i never thought we'd see this i never thought in my whole life i'd ever see like the world like this but it's it's, it is scary you know yeah it's terrifying man it's like freedom
0: of speech is just completely being crippled man and uh Yeah, I hope it starts to change. You see, Trump's got a new uh, social media platform that he's pumping out called Truth. His stocks are like soaring through the the market, man. And uh, he's going to like allow whatever. It's going to be fucking chaos. It's going to be like 4chan or 8chan where it just gets out of control way too fast. You know what I mean? Because if you just let anybody do whatever. But I mean, you know...
1: I think People we need it actually right crazy. now. Well, yeah, we actually need something like that. Now that's yeah. the thing we do, you know? And I think these other social medias, they've kind of run their course. It's like, you can't post anything without a freaking that stupid, you know, <laughs> vaccine thing or whatever. COVID-19 misinformation comes up oh, yeah. every post, no matter if you, post anything like it's like it could be a post that doesn't even have anything to do with it if you have the letter of of something that's in their ai you know what i mean there it goes <laughs>
0: yeah especially during the election in 2020 anything that yeah. was anything to do with trump it was just labeled as misinformation or if you were saying anything derogatory about biden or hunter biden it was just like no none of this is real yeah these are all lies biden's the best trump's the devil you should already know this, you know? And it's just like, we're gonna ban anything you say good about Trump. We're gonna ban anything bad you say about Biden because this is what we want as a corporate entity, you know, that owns like the town square of conversation. And it's just ridiculous, you know? It's like the phone company shutting down everyone's phone calls the second you say anything about uh, a, a candidate they don't like in politics. It's like the phone hangs up. Yeah, What the fuck, man? You know, that's not okay.
1: No, not in the slightest. Yeah. Like I knew, I knew somebody that actually, like uh, this, uh, this is a black dude I knew, and he literally posted on um like something of, like against Biden or something right whenever the election was going down. And he said that right after he posted, he got a message from some like weird girl that was like asking him why he posted that yeah and it was like what the hell like, like just craziness you know what i mean it's just like what the fuck like what kind of world do we live in man there's like you know not only do they have these fact checking things but they have like their own and the funny thing is did you see how um the, the like one of the the lead fact checkers he was like on the pfizer board or something like that oh nice and then, like i saw yeah like i saw how like some of these people that are in charge of the fact checking are literally like they're, you know what I mean? They're basically well, doing hobbyists. their own dirty work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Have you seen there's a there's a thing on YouTube, man, where uh, it's all the heads, like it's Zuckerberg and you know uh, the heads of Google and Twitter and Amazon, like all these CEOs are sitting uh, in a courtroom with the uh, with the political level. who who was it? Like I can't remember, but it's the American government. It was you know they were sitting there telling them exactly how they're going to block information on their sites and and how they're going to abide by these government mandates to control the information on all these platforms yeah and uh, how they're going to control the narrative of information in their favor and uh and yeah and they're all just sitting there complying like yeah absolutely whatever you say you know we'll do whatever you want and it's all just manipulation yeah and uh even like what's her fucking face Jinsaki. she's just like yeah of course we're doing that of course we're doing it and They've been denying it Denying it Denying it And then it was like Right before a bunch of Like receipts came out To prove that it was like Obviously happening They're just yeah. like Yeah of course we're doing that Yeah We're the government That's what we do And it's just like No that's not What you're supposed to be doing You're not know. supposed to be Controlling the You know the flow of information To the public like that Man that's fucked Unreal Yeah Yeah But uh Yeah I think uh we're almost at two hours, man I
1: know, I was like <laughs>
0: Chatting it up, bro That goes fast <laughs> Dude, I love this Today has been a blast man. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. bu- it's been awesome Catching up with you, man And we gotta do this again We gotta hang out some more, yeah. man You know And uh, oh, you know what I have pulled up We can close the thing out with I have uh, the music video from Omega Point
1: Oh, hell yeah, yeah The Psycho video That's Yeah
0: So I have your permission to play yeah. it on my channel There you go, YouTube He said I could play it <laughs> And every time I do this, they send me a letter saying, hey, man, that's not your video. And I go, yeah, it's the guy on my yeah. podcast video, buddy. And I'm like, okay, we'll take the flag off then.
1: Awesome! Um, yeah, so yeah, and
0: so we'll uh, we'll rock this thing out and uh, and play the new Omega Point Psycho video. I just want to say uh, thank you to my guest Dylan Dice for being on the podcast. Amazing guitar player. Check him out on social media. Uh, you know, check him out with the Omega Point. You guys playing? A, you guys playing anywhere soon?
1: Once we get a drummer. Or once you get a drummer. Yeah. That's right. Your drummer's gone. <laughs> we will.
0: Uh, You know, if you're interested in playing drums for the Omega Point, they're looking for someone right now. So, uh, you know, definitely you can contact me, you can contact Dylan, uh, and we can get you guys lined up with maybe an audition or something like that. Awesome. That's That's
1: awesome. Killer. Really cool.
0: Yeah, this has been uh, To The Fullest. Uh, Make sure you subscribe, give us a like, ring the bell, and follow me on social media. Uh, Yeah. Peace, man. Let's click play on this bad boy and get out of here, buddy. Awesome. (laughs) Wait, oh, oh, there it goes. There
1: we go. Awesome. Yes. (laughs) So, uh... a little deeper into the white-collar grave I don't know how this fight but I know where this ends It's up for full like you bug a coffin I work hard, but still and never getting ahead And all the shit that they say it's getting into my own Tragedy the way